Alright, boom. Looks like we're live, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm your co-host, David, and I'm out of my mind. <laughs> That's an intro I always wanted to do, man. Since we since we have started this whole thing. Alex, what's going on? Um, I think this fits quite well. Yeah. Being out of your mind. Uh, I like that. Yes, it's like this. It's yes, it's, it's a scene from 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 the movie we 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 wanted to talk about. You know, this, this certain scene. Oh yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. You know this. You know this. Uh, when I was like a teenager, and then <laughs> by teenager I mean twenty or twenty-one, and when, so when I was a twenty-one-year-old teenager, I had this. I had this on my answering machine actually. This was my answering machine because uh, I was I was like the scene from Sin City so much. I was uh, of course it was in German, but in English, it would go like, um, yeah, <laughs> hey, that's David, and I'm out of my mind. <laughs> so I leave a message or something like that. So yeah. Uh, back in the days when I thought this was cool and yeah, it's creepy, man. I was twenty-one when I was doing this shit. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> like, you should also add uh, back in the days when answering machines were still a thing. Yeah, but yet, yeah, dude, I, I think I'm <laughs> old, man. I think I'm old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of miss the old days, there, man. Anyways, dude. Um, but before we start with the uh, with the movie of today, with the review of today, and with the uh, hot take of today, which is. Uh, gonna happen really soon i got this little thing going on I, f I found something on the on the good old twitter and i need your you know uh, uh, do you have the stream open yes i do perfect okay i'm just gonna put something online i don't, I don't know what you think of it i got so i got some beauties there and i want you i want you to tell me what you think of them it should pop up like uh like somewhere in the next second. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so, very... so I don't know, man. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not like trying to say anything, but you know the thing is, like, uh, like we as Germans, I've kind of found that I kind of found us to be like responsible in some ways. So, so I think we should like explain ourselves. <laughs> I don't know if you can explain that like rationally. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. My my favorite is probably uh, bottom left. Uh, the second from the left is that like a guy or I, I was just thinking what the hell is that and <laughs> I'm actually not sure to be honest. <laughs> I mean I guess he she it has pronouns you should be careful of absolutely yeah. pretty sure that is a thing but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I was like fine I was finding this stuff on, on the internet and I was, um yeah, dude, the, the people people are gonna think you know we're from Germany, you know. It's, it's, it's some kind of responsibility to to address this in some way, but I don't know if it's speechless, man. Because, but why do they always look like this, man? It's like, it's like they have this universal face going on there. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason for that. I mean, rationally explaining it, obviously, if they are become or if they become leaders to some degree, they need to embody masculine traits obviously uh, right because this is how it works so so are you saying so are you saying this is how man should look like or no this is how uh, former women look like when they have too many masculine traits and then they become these things which i cannot even I, I like the way you said it former women uh, yeah of course it's pretty it's, it's it's like it's like in a past life they somewhere they they were women in, in another universe in another time they were women and then something happened you know then politics yeah. happened <laughs> politics <laughs> happened yes oh my god yeah, put, put, put us off the off the stream before we, before we uh, you know 
Yeah, before you hurt people. <laughs> yeah, you never should like put up trigger warnings before before the whole red smoke thing starts. Uh, no, so. I was gonna say because Sin City is like uh, rated R, right? I hope this, oh, this definitely oh, fits yeah. uh, yeah. the the whole stream there because. Uh, speaking of that, we're gonna we're gonna have a little yeah. a little lottery later because I'm gonna play footage again and it's gonna be again this. Uh, yeah. uh, are we gonna get banned? Are we gonna get taken down again? But without that, it would be quite boring and uh, yeah before we going uh, before we come to that after the after the beauties we've seen there a little bit of text now I was, I was finding something on the internet it was a few hours ago i think it was posted like 16 hours ago from from the good old rich cooper uh I told you before we we both yes. know and i think we if you know if you're familiar with red smoke i think you might be familiar with him as well and, and to some degree and uh, just as this way. Okay, uh, and I'm gonna read it out loud for you. I mean, you can you can read it yourself, but for people like listening on uh, on Spotify or whatever, I'm gonna read it out loud to you. I, I want to hear your initial take because something something about their response that kind of kind of triggered me, kind of kind of bugged me. There's something off about it. There there are many things I don't know about you, Alex, but but many things I would like agree with with what he says. And many things yeah. I'd say, yeah, he, he actually taught me a few things. But there are also many things I disagree with him, and I qu can't quite put my finger on it. But this, what, what, what he said here, what he posted here, kind of sums it up for me. That's kind of, uh, yeah. I'm going to read it out loud for for people who are listening only. And uh, Alex, I'm <laughs> interested in what you would like to say. So Rich Cooper, a.k.a. Entrepreneurs in Cars, has posted a, a little... Uh, something on YouTube, and I said, a lot of you have emailed or DM'd and asked me to dedicate the full video to the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. Uh, <clears throat> the answer is no, and I'll tell you why. Who cares? Literally, what's the point? She got bored of his shit. Even billionaire dorks get left by women. This is just further proof that no amount of money can solve beta and plugged-in beliefs. I talk about this extensively in my book on the chapter on marriage. Uh, get it if you haven't read it. Remember, any woman, uh, any woman can take half a man's shit in divorce and not need to put up with his shit. In quote, uh, family law encourages this uh, quote-unquote strong, independent women to do this today. Everything is on their side. Stop acting surprised or like women should be more loyal. Why shouldn't she? Case closed. Uh, yeah, Alex is. There's something, there's something about it that kind of bugs me. I don't know. It's like you. I don't want to. I want you like to be biased or something. But but tell me what you yes. what you think of it. The first thing I got from this, as always, from Rich Google, is the underlying bitterness in everything he mm -hmm. says, which I think is very obvious uh, mm -hmm. because he virtually, especially later, like he was starting with some good points. Like who cares and what's the point? This I think th I think that's where where he should like stopped. That would be like a cool post. The answer is yes. no. Who cares? Literally, what's the point? Boom, that's it. And I'll exactly. be like, yeah, that's it. Would be like a cool way, you know? Yeah, this is exactly where he should have stopped. Mm. But then uh, his bitterness started to shine through, and the more he was typing, the more furious he got. At least it looks like it. And yeah. virtually being mad at women again at the end, or in the end rather. And yeah, yeah, it's also like this. Yeah, I don't know. I always get like the feeling when I when I read his tweets and I watch his videos. So it's like I have this some kind of feeling as if he wanted to tell me that like women are this this devilish creatures and they can yes. like corrupt anything instead of taking responsibility, you know, for for himself. 
It's like, yeah, Absolutely. It's, yeah. Well, the first thing, uh, obviously, is A, that Melinda Gates isn't a woman. This is the first thing. I will uh, agree with that. Speaking of those beautiful <laughs> chicks we had uh, here on the show, yeah, it's, <laughs> what's going on today? I need some Sin City later, man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, but anyway, um, I just wanted to add this because sure. it's a nice trivia. But um, yeah, this, he, I mean, I've watched a bunch of his videos mm. to get some idea of what he does. And some things I think are not that bad, especially like when he was talking about raising testosterone and all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some great points yeah. but most videos after that are really just or even the texts i don't know i'll just that all women are bitches and this this whole manosphere thing we have these days mm-hmm. women are these evil things and i mean if you read through what he said there it's really a defeatist mindset right like yeah, a can... woman can take half of a man's shit in the world and there's nothing you can do about it he didn't write it but this is what he meant to write I'm pretty sure. Yeah, imagine what imagine what he does to people who read this. You know, yeah. Imagine you're waking up and that's the first thing you read. It's like, uh, yeah, that's a that's a nice way to start into the day, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it really puts in your mind that you you lose either way, no, no matter what you do. And I don't know why anyone would like this kind of like mindset for mm. life. And what I keep saying, why would you hate half of the population on this planet? This is not very healthy <laughs> for your life. So. Yeah, it's classic like, rich Google, I would say. Yeah, yeah, classic. It's it's I don't know. It's something like that that's uh, pretty much sums up what we don't stand for on Red Smoke. So when I was trying to to put it up yes. on a stream, it's like yeah, it's it, it's it's uh, so much bitterness shining through, and yeah, it is yeah. exactly the point where some some random anon YouTube channel will uh, declare war on us again because we. Talk shit about the red pill. Yeah. I mean, it has happened. Right? <laughs> you remember that guy? Yeah. And it's just because I think we have some sort of responsibility to take care of the guys who get this message. Sure. And I consider myself red pill, but not the red pill that these guys um, send out. With just you know, it's just your turn and all of this yeah, bullshit yeah, 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 yeah. that just makes you fail from the beginning because you're virtually a loser because mm-hmm. you cannot even. Yeah, it's a defeatist mindset. And I don't want to give this message out to people. This is why you created this great, great clip for our Red Smoke and Masculinity with Pleasure in the beginning, which sums mm-hmm. it all up. This is what we stand for. And yeah, people like Rich over here with posts like that really show us why we need to do this. I mean, yeah, yeah. how much how much of help to society are you actually if you if you encourage people not to get married, you know? What's like? What's like the point in in all that? It's it's really something that bugs me. I, I can't. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself because I can't quite explain what I mean. But there's something, there's something about this this post that he did there that that pretty much sums up what I what I don't like about him. What I don't like about the red pill uh, sphere, if you if you can call it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just about uh, getting married. I mean, these guys also, if marriage is not on the table. They talk very negatively about women in general, and mm. the only thing you can use them for pretty much is sex, right? And I think that's this is a kind of detrimental worldview, because um, obviously you interact with them differently than you do with men, of course, mm-hmm. very much so. But it doesn't mean the only use is to get your dick wet, you know. Sure. And but this is really what these guys put out, and uh, you, this is not the message I think that really helps men. Of course, you need the rep in the beginning to 
get these simping beliefs that were put into you from society out mm. of your mind, of course. But then at some point you need to find a way to actually live with half mm. of the population of the planet, right? Mm. Yeah, it sounds, sounds pretty bitter. It's it's yeah. It's not something I would advocate to to follow. I mean, it's uh, uh, of course I don't want us to be the same channel. You know, the, I don't want us to be another channel that says yeah, uh, live the way we <laughs> preach it or something like yeah, that. Sure. You know, it's not like another church popping up. You know, into the into the world. But uh, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't advocate to to have this like worldview. It would be a pretty cool tweet, and it, it's it, it kind of shows a little bit of. You know, that's what I said in the beginning. It kind of shows a little bit of, like, <laughs> easiness. We like to say, yeah, the answer is no, I'm not going to talk about it. Who cares? What's the point? Boom. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, this, this guy, yeah, he's kind of right. And then, yeah. <laughs> but he kind of uh, went into this whole rant there. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. This this would have been a really cool tweet, actually, because mm -hmm. this really is sort of puts him above this whole thing. And this makes him sort of like a master in this whole sphere if you don't care about you know it's pretty much sure. gossiping right if you talk too much about other people's divorce and why and why does it matter in your life so he's mm. right in that but then he couldn't get himself to stop right <laughs> he had to put that <laughs> out <laughs> and, yeah yeah but in the end he even says like case closed man it actually sounds like he he's like in court or something <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah there's like I think I had two two thousand six hundred upvotes and like three hundred comments. I, I wish we, we we had time to go through all this, but, uh, but that's uh, also one thing. Yeah, sure. Sorry for interrupting. Sure, no, no. You go. I wanted I wanted to add yeah, that you because go, you man. said stop acting surprised or like women should be more loyal. This just shows yes, you yes, 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 yes. That uh -huh. he cannot make a woman loyal to him. This just shows exactly what kind of a man he is. Yeah, but that's like that's like actually displays his disability, you know, to to yes, deal exactly. with women. And but uh, what he does is, um, well, okay, that's that's like uh, women's fault, you know. That's like uh, yeah, biology is bad or something like that. Yeah, it's as as always not taking responsibility because mm -hmm. if you have like women cheating on you or leaving you all the time, this is your fault. There's mm -hmm. something wrong with you, and. You could either not care about it and just go your way in whatever whatever way you want to do, mm -hmm. or you finally learn how they operate and then you be that man and then you have loyal women to you or one woman, whatever you want to do. This doesn't really bother me, but saying they cannot be loyal because they're just this way biologically or whatever he's putting out there, this just shows me that he just cannot do it. Yeah. And <laughs> this is really a disability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there are obviously examples in the world that, <laughs> that there are loyal women out there, you know? And he's yes. like, and, but, but what he takes as a point to, to you know, to, to strengthen his argument is he takes uh, Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce. That's yeah. that's like that's like something you take. Yeah, you know, shit. They got divorced, man. Yeah, that, that's actually not a surprise. But, yes, but um, not at all. Yeah, but that's not that's actually not a good point. If you if you want to tell me that all women are are uh, illoyal or unloyal, what's the what's the difference? They're not illoyal. Illoyal, right. I think. Yeah. Yes. If if they're not loyal, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I think mentioning Bill and Melinda Gates is actually a pretty easy easy way to to put it. You know. If you really want to, yeah, if you really want to get me, out, I, I would say that the whole Will Smith thing surprised me. It kind of did. It kind of did actually, but a little bit. Yeah, gotta so, admit that. Yes. Yeah, I'd say that would be probably like a little bit better example, and I'm pretty sure he has used it for for himself. But yeah. Um, yeah. Although I gotta admit, um, once I actually saw the red table, it made a whole lot of sense to me. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but before that, it didn't. 
mostly because I guess we didn't really see them like interacting, or I didn't because I had other things to do, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it didn't make sense to me at that point. But when I watched this clip with Will Smith, I don't want to go too deep into this, but sure. it did make absolute sense why uh, this whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. But with Bill and Melinda Gaines, I mean, it couldn't be more obvious, right? True, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, like, even billionaire dorks get left by women. It's so interesting what kind of worldview he has. Like, like as if money plays any role, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's so interesting. I mean, look at Bill Gates. It, there's a, there are other reasons, probably, you know? I mean, look at this guy. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, does he look like an uh, interesting, dominant man? Also, do also do we know if, if he, if this was like a, decision both made or if he maybe wanted to divorce her or something i don't know do you know anything about that yes exactly we know virtually nothing about it but um obviously he used it as uh, the reasoning which again is very weird and not very fitting but yeah 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 definitely something i and i think you would disagree just a little something just a little um yeah, I sometimes want to keep us in check here on Red Smoke. It kind of shows, yeah, that's... Yeah, I think I think it's important for yeah. our listeners, uh, A, to understand where we position ourselves in this yeah. whole thing, because, uh, yeah, the, the red fill, red, red fill, <laughs> the red fill and the <laughs> manosphere, um, red landfill, so to speak. Yeah, yes, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would agree. Yeah, uh, it was at some point a great great movement i would say mm-hmm. um, most people even say this himself on twitter not most but there are some accounts who said back in the days it was actually great now it's not so much anymore Jeez, we're not talking about 90s euro pop or something like that dude it's, <laughs> yes. the fuck? it's like no, it uh, sounds like red is not a trend dude <laughs> yeah it is oh, a stage in your life if anything and you always can tell if someone is just too long on the red pill train oh uh, yeah this yeah. is when they at some point start their uh, Twitter account, which is completely exchangeable to all the five hundred dollars, yeah. and then you end up with stuff like that, just being bitter. Bonus points, guys, if you open up the Twitter account with some an- ancient Greek or Roman um, oh, sculpture yeah. or something. Like that. That's always it's always good. Do that. The stoic red pill. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meditate for ten hours and you're gonna be happy. All right. Um, <laughs> Let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, topic of the day. I, I said hyper noir. I think it puts pretty well for oh nice um, for, for for the whole Sin City thing. So, anyways, Alex, um, <laughs> what is like your? I was so surprised because the the reason why we're doing this whole thing in the first place is because I think you were using some kind of footage and some kind of video you used a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, there's this movie also. <laughs> Why don't we talk about it, right? Yeah, I remember when we were talking about um, what movies to talk about next on the mm. podcast. And we had this sort of list with movies and Sin City finally wasn't on it, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah. But completely randomly for a video for my channel, I uh, discovered on my old files that i still had sin city lying around mm-hmm. and it was like damn this movie yeah i forgot about it for some reason i don't know it's such a great movie mm-hmm. but i completely forgot about it uh, which is weird 
I'm like I'm like putting up this this footage from from a movie right now on the stream and it fits so well to the whole interface. And so the the colors and all that it was like yeah. oh my god, this movie was made for for red smoke. It was like black Absolutely. and red stuff. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that movie for us, man. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. So. So, so, what's like your first? Uh, what's your first memory associated with, uh, yeah, with the whole thing, with the whole, um, with the whole movie? What was like the first time you saw it? Did you see it in the cinemas by any chance? I didn't. No, mm. I actually watched it at home, and I think someone recommended it to me. <clears throat> Just um, pretty random, actually, mm. came across it. I was like, all right, let's let's watch it. Why not? And the first thing I always. Remember, might be different from what you uh, remember, so mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you as well. But the first thing for me is always Marth, for some reason. Um, yeah. I always keep thinking of Marth when I think of Sin City. And what the kind of a guy he is. Uh, it's quite interesting, just his... Yeah. I mean, it's obviously Mickey Rock uh, plays a big role there. Um, great actor. Very masculine, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has some, some facial uh, stuff happening in the movie, but... Yeah, he's just. Yeah. I don't know. The char- I just like this character. Yeah, it's 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 really hard because I was like thinking, hey, maybe we can do the old thing with the uh, ranking characters, you know, something we did earlier with like Madman and and Game of Thrones. But I'm like, that's a bit too easy on Sin City. It doesn't really make much yeah. sense. I, I was I was genuinely thinking about it. I was like, okay, we we're just gonna like trying to make up stuff there because yeah, there are obviously like ugly rotten people there and on the other hand are like those cool masculine figures and that's it you know there's not much character yeah. and there's not much i mean watch this movie and say yeah obviously this is like a cool way to put it you know <laughs> you don't need like an actual ranking to there are very simple characters i mean we could talk about madman we could talk about don draper for like 10 hours and we still haven't figured out anything about him but yeah. in sin city yeah you have those anti-hero types and uh I'd say Marv is pretty much the best example. Also, Bruce Willis, John Hardigan. Uh, yes, he's all, yeah. It's, it's, people are just, yeah. Th- th- those characters are so so easy to love, so easy to to sympathize with. Definitely, it's. I, I would say it's yeah. It's it's also Mickey Rourke's character as well for me. But I would say it's more when you say Sin City. Of course, I have Jessica Alba stripping in my mind. Yeah, I mean, but. <laughs> Apart from that, I would say mm, maybe Clive Owen and and yeah, maybe Bruce Willis as well. I'd say uh, I'd say rather Clive Owen is the uh, yeah kind of like the, the thing that pops into my mind at first. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, John Hartigan obviously because he has the role with um, Jessica Alba's character. What's her name? Nancy? Yeah, Nancy right? Keller something. Yeah, yeah. Callahan, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, so obviously he sticks in mind, and especially with that that yellow guy, this whole mm. story is just weird in, on so many levels. Um, <laughs> but I truly enjoyed that, and <clears throat> for me, it's the it's the mouth just does it. I don't know. It's just and actually, um, you asked me to because I didn't watch the second movie until mm-hmm. yesterday. Actually, mm-hmm. you asked me to watch it. Yeah, what's your take, and, man? Because I'm, yes, actually. I'm, yeah, because I'm like playing footage a little bit from the second movie as well. You probably yes. have, uh, I probably have recognized it there. Yeah, I did. Mm. And personally, I didn't like the second one too much, mm. if I'm being honest. Mm. 
Um, and the main reason would be, I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of topics we can talk about it, mm -hmm. uh, especially for men in this whole thing, but yeah, especially in the second month again is this guy who just isn't faced by the feminine, which I like a lot. He just, he has his own <laughs> thing he wants to do. I mean, he takes care of Nancy, right? Uh, so she, he's sort of the big brother, mm -hmm. but apart from, was it Goldie? In the first one, I don't yes, know. yes, when he when he, she he died. Just, on yes, exactly. He's just um, he's not like simping so hard as the other guys do sometimes for these women, and I like that. He's just he has a, his own agenda, and this is this is just lovely. I think it's like I know it sounds weird, but I like his lack of emotions. You know, yes, it's it's a, I know it's, what you mean. You have this you have this amazing storytelling type that you know Frank Miller did with. It. I mean, obviously, it's a comic. Uh, comic adaptation and, and it's funny because we we were talking so much about how comics are not like really the, the perfect i think we did more comic adaptation reviews than anything else on this channel so yeah. far we, we get it's I mean, there was, might be something about that something uh, red smoke ish well but anyways um yeah mickey rook's character definitely uh, it's this lack of emotion and it's uh what i, what I was about to say was when you have this ability when you have like comics and this comic book uh, adaptation where you can like look into his mind and he always having this cool monologues when when he talks yes. about what he's thinking about right now and it's so it's it's not it's not only that he's like not portraying any negative emotions like pain or it's like can you imagine marv like crying on the floor it's like nah, like uh, yeah like uh, I, 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 I i got divorced <laughs> or anything you know like yeah i i, I can't either and not even in his thoughts he's a very like okay that's the way it is it's it's a very yes no world and uh yeah <laughs> absolutely love it yes absolutely um currently actually while i watch this footage i see that there are a lot of naked ladies maybe we get banned we'll see about but oh, anyway are, are they like actually nudes or i don't know it's of, I don't know just... what YouTube's policies are on this, but whatever. Well, I got the uh, videos from YouTube, so we might be a little bit lucky there. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But anyway, yeah, about Marv, what I really enjoy, and this uh, aligns with what you just said, is that in whatever situation he finds himself, and he always has a clear mind, like completely. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mm -hmm. think about like, oh, how did I get here? Or like he did virtually in the second movie, but not like emotionally thinking oh what the hell happened he's just all right this is the situation what do i do mm -hmm. now he's just very very focused very clear and this is something i admire he's just whatever he finds himself in like the craziest situations mm -hmm. he just thinks what to do now what is what are the next steps what can i do what do i have to do and this is just very i like yeah. that i have this I have this weird scene in my head where he's like on top of the on top of a police wagon and like speeds down the road and he's like yeah. he's like on top of the way he's like chilling there <laughs> he's like not even bothered by it at all it's so i mean of course it's like it's like a caricature it's like a comic you know take yeah, that course. seriously but, but 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 nevertheless it's uh, i think the lesson is there yeah definitely it's yeah remember from the from the first movie when uh, goldie died and the yeah. lady he just late like hours ago mm. and found her dead in the bed mm. and then he said how did this all happen like in his monologue and the cops came and he immediately realizes all right this means someone paid for this like in seconds he was like yeah realizing how this all happened yeah. and was clear and focused and this is just something that is that is great yeah this 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 there's another interesting aspect about his character which we're going to talk about later because there's this very 
Mm, interesting article I found on the internet. I, I, I don't want to uh, say anything right. beforehand, but, but we're going to talk about it, but we're going to tease you a little bit because it's called Sin City, Five Ways It's Brilliant and Five Ways It Does Not Hold Up. And uh, yeah, oh. there's, there's actually something very interesting about about Marv's character, speaking of mental illnesses and all that. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this later on. Um it's it's pretty hard to um, to to do a review on 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 the whole movie. I actually needed oh, yes. to look up the synopsis because we have like those three different stories. Actually, there are four if you if you if you count the little story at the beginning of the end uh, with oh, yeah. with Josh Hartnett with the I, I let her hear my footsteps. I think those are the first words. Um, yes. Yeah, so so that's that's basically the first. I think we can skip that one. It's like not really mentioning, even though it's it's pretty cool. Uh, we have this. He he also doesn't have a name. Josh Hartnett's character is just called the man, and he approaches this this <laughs> this beautiful customer lady on on the balcony of this penthouse apartment. It's such a nice way to kick off this whole this whole movie. When I was and I was watching it the first time, and I think I was I was actually a teenager, and I mean fifteen, sixteen, or something like that. And I was, I was watching, I was like, wow, wow that's going to be such a cool movie. <laughs> yeah, same. I was thinking the exact same. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember when a, when, a, when a movie finished, I was like, oh, that, that was it? Like, do a, do a whole series like that. I was, yes. so, I, I was so hungry for more, and I was so looking forward to the second part, and it was uh, a bit disappointing. We'll get to that. So anyways, uh, yeah, he and the, and the girl, they chat, and they seem to fall in love, and the, the woman talks about how she's tired of running, and the man suddenly shoots her with a silent pistol, as she had arranged her, uh, earlier for him to do. <laughs> the man says he cash her check in the morning. And that's basically the, the beginning. And uh, the first story arc, or the first... The, the, there are three main stories, and the first one I think you mentioned earlier is That Yellow Bastard, it's called. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, so yeah, I think the, the main plot the main story in the original comic from from frank miller yeah and it is about hardigan uh, played by bruce willis and he races to the docks to prevent this junior guy as uh, played by nick Stahl, from raping and murdering 11 year old nancy so that's uh yeah that's basically how the, how the story kicks off and as it dries his his voice over reveals that it's the day before he's supposed to retire from Basin City Police Force because of a heart condition. And so, oh, that's, that's, that's as noir as it gets, man. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> then his partner, Bob, played by awesome Michael Madsen, uh, he, he tries to stop him and arguing that Hardigan has a bad heart and all that. Then Hardigan tells Bob that backup will arrive too late and Nancy will have been killed and... And then uh, knocks Bob out. And yeah, after disarming Junior's henchman, Hardigan uh, corners Junior on a pier, and Junior tries to use Nancy as a shield, uh, but Hardigan is too good of a shot, and he blows off Junior's ear. I still remember it because it's like so graphically shown. Uh, yes. I, I, I like the way, uh, it might sound weird, but I like the way this uh, blood and all that is portrayed in this movie. I don't know why. It's, it might be weird, but yeah. <laughs> Something else, something about that. Like uh, Bob, on the other hand, shoots Hardigan in the back before Hardigan can finish him off. It's like this scene where it's like uh, figure out, oh, that's like a corrupt cop. Yeah, because Junior's father is this powerful senator, and uh, Bob knows who calls the shots. And Hardigan goads Bob into shooting him several more times to keep him from killing Nancy. 
before more police officers arrive. That's, that's basically the first yeah, big scene in the movie. What's your what's your whole take on Hardigan on on the character of Bruce Willis? It's it's really interesting one, really noir-ish, pretty pretty archetype, pretty yeah. A few I don't know how many like uh, '40s movie you watched, but that's pretty much it. That's the that's the yeah. kind of character. <clears throat> yeah, no, um, Hardigan is also a very interesting character. I also mm-hmm. liked his story arc a lot, mm-hmm. and because it, for me it always seemed like the the father protecting his daughter right mm-hmm. from the beginning pretty much it's sort of the story even though he's uh, she's not his daughter mm-hmm. but um i just like this how far a man pretty much goes to protect his children mm-hmm. so to speak and this i think is sort of his, his arc he's obviously like it's also i think a part that even though he's supposed to retire he doesn't really want to yet he sort of hates it because of his heart problem mm-hmm. but it's maybe just me projecting something i don't know but um i think he actually likes that he gets another mission to do which is protecting nancy from this guy mm-hmm. and yeah but i just liked i like the whole story i like that i like that you said the world mission or i would also say purpose because uh oh, yeah. yeah all all of those men they have something to do but in in the beginning they don't it's very interesting that you say because because I always keep reminded of of, of Marv, who, you know, I like the way the story continues. I like the way the story starts. Sorry, when 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 it's it's called the hard goodbye when we talk about the Marv story arc, and he's just like chilling around in some bar, and I was like, oh, okay, I need something to do right now. <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna protect someone. Yeah, it's so interesting. He, like he, like takes action. Like, yeah, go somewhere like do something it's it's so interesting uh mission and purpose that's it's a really really nice word to to use in this whole context there yeah definitely yeah you're right actually i didn't realize it while watching the movies but mm. uh, you're right when they start out they don't actually have uh, their purpose yet mm. and it comes throughout the movie pretty much but yeah that's great and it just shows you that you always need something to do right as a man it's just yeah part of your masculinity Absolutely. really yeah, speaking of John Hardigan, a.k.a. Bruce Willis. Yeah, by the way, allegedly he's pushing 60. I'm calling bullshit on that, man. He doesn't look, yeah, he doesn't look anything like that. The bullshit. He's like, he's like a 60. Get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, portrayed as like this strong man. I would say, I would say he's from, from all the characters in Sin City. He's the most honorable, persistent, and entirely like altruistic character i would say he's the net stark of this whole thing which i would agree with it yes yes absolutely yeah. i was thinking of that actually as well funnily enough <laughs> yeah it's 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 interesting because we were like yeah we had the stream like two or three weeks ago and it kind of, it kind of reminded me of of him because yes yeah, you always have like those kind of characters in, in in those stories it's it's very interesting i i cannot i cannot imagine like bruce willis character doing the same as mickey rourke's character no like he's also not What's also interesting is he's not, not like this sexual type of person, you know, because sex is obviously a great, uh, a huge topic in this whole movie. There, uh, especially with Mickey Rourke's character, he uh, actually starts off with this whole thing, uh, se- having sex with a woman. That's what kicks the whole plot off, actually. And yes, yeah, Bruce Willis. Is, I, I keep, I keep getting reminded of Ned Stark. He's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sexless man. I would say, uh, pushing, pushing fifties, sixties. Okay. And yeah, yeah, pretty, 
pretty honorable yeah, but... as honorable as it gets i would say Yes, and I think this is also the, the key, what makes him the sort of dad figure, right? Because mm -hmm. if you think of dad, unless you have some issues, you usually don't think of sex, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, especially like with Nancy, he sort of picks up as his, yeah, sort of speak daughter and protects her. Mm -hmm. This fits very well that because she's a stripper, right? And she does some, yeah. some great performances, actually. Mm -hmm. And so that he doesn't care about this and just... Uh, like cares about protecting her. And this really... like actually, there's actually even this line where he said, "Yeah, it's like watching my own daughter." Yeah, I don't know if it's in the second or the first movie, but it's actually this line. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny you you said that because in the second movie, Marv actually says when Nancy. Mm, goes, it was Marv. Really right. crazy. No, he he says um, that's like watching my sister do dirty stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, I think, think that... actually in the first movie, Hardigan said this about his daughter, and the second mm -hmm. it was Marv. Yeah, I think they yes. both said it. Pretty sure. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's so interesting. They all, have, they all have like this weird, but but also kind of awesome uh, sense of honor. They have this. They have yeah. this like code, and yeah, especially in in, in, a, in a like corrupt city, fictional city like Sin City. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. the great thing here is because this is Sin City, right? And yeah. everything is about sex. They have a huge like um, prostitute section in the whole city, right? Mm -hmm. with, with all these girls. And so this is just a regular thing in Sin City. And when you look at the bar scenes with Nancy, right, where she's dancing and there are the, all these guys drooling over her. Yeah. I think this is just a great display of what kind of man you can also expect in real life. Like there are these guys virtually simping for women yeah. sitting there. Yeah. And then there are real men which are honorful and have other things in their mind, right? And just mm -hmm. the fleeting pleasure, so to speak. So this is, I think, actually in the scenes, a great display of the diversity of masculinity there. I like this a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the 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 characters in this movie, like Hardigan, uh, like Bruce Willis and then Mickey Rourke and uh, even Clive Owens, they're like portrayed as outsiders. But actually, yes. but actually, who are the outsiders in this story? You know, are, are you an outsider if you if you act like this? Or are you an outsider if you are hanging out in a bar like a loser and you know drinking beer and <laughs> watching watching some girls strip you never get your hands on? Yes, exactly. So this is, I think, intentionally. I don't know if it's uh, like this in the comments. I actually don't mm -hmm. know how close the movies are to the comics, to be honest. And But I like this sort of different view on masculinity there. And yeah, a great question. Who are the real outsiders there? Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so, so for the sake of simplicity, is that a word, simplicity? I hope so. Simplicity. Um, simplicity. Why, why do I always like make words more complicated, <laughs> man? I think it's it's I think it's a German trait, man. Yes, it is. All Absolutely. right. For the sake of simplicity, we're gonna continue with that yellow bastard story, which yes. uh, which is Bruce Willis' story, because otherwise we're gonna get, get caught up here. So we so we return to to Hardigan's story after he was you know he was shot by his partner uh, in, in, a, in a corrupt sense of way and yeah. It's interesting. So, uh, the story continues. Senator Rourke, he's like I would say the ma the the bad guy in this in this whole movie. Uh, will personally pay for Hardigan's surgery so he can go on trial for assaulting Junior. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And Rourke believed uh, Junior could have been president one day and now won't be able to give him a grandson. You know, he has like uh, something weird going on down there. And Hardigan will be tried for 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 Junior's crimes as well. It's it's interesting. He's like. Uh, that's that's really where his character starts to shine because 
Edom Hardigan faces so many setbacks throughout the novel and the and the movie as well. And he's he's you know framed and convicted of of raping a young girl, who he was only trying to save. And even his wife leaves him, and he's threatened. You know, given like no way to to prove his innocence, and ultimately destroys his his name, his whole life. And it's so interesting. That, that, that's where he shines. That's where he, uh, you know, he's he's still like no, I'm I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and all that and yeah yes he just he's completely detached from all the things that sort of i, I say quote-unquote chain him like for example mm -hmm. the job and the wife and all of this he has his honor and he wants to defend it mm -hmm. with what he did with nancy or didn't in that case mm -hmm. and he has a clear goal what he wants to achieve and nothing stops him from it and this is really just something very powerful yeah, I think what I like about him is like it's a very humanizing uh, treat that they show him actually struggle not not only like with his heart yes. condition but also like yeah he, he's actually doubting when when Nancy stops writing letters to him in the, in the jail cell it's it happens oh, yeah. eight years after he's like struggling he's like oh no what's going on out there and especially in the end when he's constantly fighting with his heart problems he always telling himself yo get over it man prove you're not completely useless you know play it smart think like a cop he always like motivates himself that's so cool man yes it's, that's, uh, really good, yeah. that's something i really like about his character and yeah okay, yeah she forgot about this but you're right he constantly has these sort of motivational posters in his mind so mm -hmm. to speak uh, <laughs> where he fires himself up all the time yeah even though he is heavily struggling at that point and almost dying but still he has to get it going and this is just a very very powerful like indomitable mindset which i really mm -hmm. enjoy absolutely so the story continues that he's like for uh, in jail for like eight years and still hasn't like confessed they, they want him to confess that he raped young nancy and and he doesn't uh, if he does that he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be released what happens is one one day there's there's this yellow man coming in, <laughs> yellow ugly man, and he's giving him this this little finger, a severed finger, which Hardigan believes to be Nancy's, and worried that Nancy has been discovered, uh, you know, wanting to protect her again, he confesses everything in exchange for his release, and then yeah. He, he he drives to Nancy's apartment, I believe, and it's been broken into, but there's like no sign of Nancy. Then he just he's discovering this this book from a sleazy bar, and then he decides to check there's if there's anybody who knows Nancy. And in the club, he's disturbed to learn that uh, <laughs> Nancy is now nineteen and, and and she's hot and erotic dancer. And uh, yeah, he tries to leave the bar before Nancy recognizes him, but it's too late. She she leaps off the stage and kisses him passionately. Uh, yeah, and they leave together in her car, and the yellow bastard follows them and uh, begins shooting at their car, and Hardigan returns fire, wounding the bastard and causing him to crash his car. Uh, yeah, that what, what happens afterwards, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Then uh, Hardigan again blames himself, which is again like this this whole, yeah, I'd say responsibility stuff, because Hardigan admits he feels like the same way, uh, you know, when it comes to Nancy, he confesses her love for him, but he also blames himself, I believe, for, yeah, why did I, would I need to get to this bar? It's so interesting that he, like, yeah. Just oh, hold on. Yeah, Sorry, uh, it says stream unavailable for me. <laughs> oh, what is going on? Oh, I, I think we're still live. 
Really? For me, it says stream suspended for policy violations. Oh. Wait, I'm, I'm going to reload it. Uh, yeah, it's unavailable. It says. I'm seeing the same stuff again, but. Um, nice. Um, I'm not exactly surprised, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to get off the. Uh, I mean, it says we are still live, and. Yeah, uh, that's the weird thing. In, you know, uh, the same thing happened actually with. Um, what was it? Let me, let me think about it. It was like. There, 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 was, there was this one movie we once reviewed, yeah. and was it the Dark Knight? I, no. I think it was the Dark Knight, and we got cut. Uh, we got cut up uh, midway, but the stream still went, uh, still went running. You know, so, so I'd say yeah, let's. That's a yeah, I think it came back after a while, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just let's just keep going. Yeah, let's I just continue. I, I might come back if, if it doesn't come back after ten fifty minutes. Then yeah, at least we I... we roasted Rich Cooper a bit and yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I leave it open uh, to see if it comes back at some point. Yeah, let's 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 see. I'm gonna leave it open. It says for me it's still live, but um, yeah. Yeah, it says live uh, at the bottom, like in this bar, but uh, the image says unavailable. It's gonna mm -hmm. be. Shit, but yeah, anyway. Suspended for okay. Yeah. Policy. Maybe it's the it's the news. Who knows. Oh, oh, it's like, yeah. Or whatever reason they always have. Oh, Maybe it's just because it's a, a R-rated movie. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the trailers, right? Yeah, those are just the trailers. That's that's really what, uh, <laughs> what makes it so interesting. But, yeah. Huh. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, speaking of John Hardigan and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I still keep thinking about this, this nice story arc because... Yeah, I don't know how how to describe his relationship to Nancy because it's interesting because Nancy is like, yeah, I love you, and Harding is like, girl, I'm like 60, 70, I'm old, you know, <laughs> what do you want yeah. from me? <laughs> so, so, so what's your what's your take on that? So, what's yeah, that? I mean, it's an interesting relationship they have. Oh, we are back online. Excellent. Oh, yes, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so if if the guys who are listening right now have like, if you guys have experience some kind of interference or something like that it's because we i think we were showing boobs so yeah sorry about that never gonna show boobs again red smoke um what we are talking about currently right now is the relationship between bruce willis character hardigan and the uh and jessica alba's character nancy and yeah alex what's what's your what's your take on on the relationship they both have. Because it's like very interesting, very heartwarming even for, for a movie that's called Sin City. It's actually pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah. What's, what's the take on all that? That's true. Uh, I think Hardigan <clears throat> unintentionally imprinted on Nancy at a young age. But not, not in a bad way, but mm -hmm. uh, because of what he did, like uh, rescuing her from this guy who was trying to rape her. Mm -hmm. She virtually fell in love with him. But um, later, when she's older and like is a real woman she obviously has more feelings than just that probably because she was mm -hmm. thinking about him for eight years but he obviously doesn't because she's like tall for him yeah so but i, I like just his his very realistic self-reflection there when he when he tells her you know i'm like like 60 what do you want <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like, <laughs> this, uh, this is great because it just shows his maturity that he's fully aware of who he is and how old he is and what he does and that this is not really a connection that could work out for her for her, really, because I mean, it would obviously be nice for a sixty-year-old man to have a nineteen-year-old girl, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> of course. But for her, this is just obviously not the future, mm -hmm. and 
he's very aware of that and he's thinking of her there and like this is what i what i truly like and mm -hmm. this is also a very as you mentioned heartwarming thing in this whole very very brutal actually movie mm -hmm. yeah and it's yeah what's also a bit that, that's such an ugly part that follows afterwards that the, the, the we have this bastard and and he surprises yeah. them while they're on the run and he re reveals that he is junior indeed and his new skin tone and and, and all that mishappened because his father had put him through so many operations so his genitalia would grow back and <laughs> he hangs he hangs hardigan by a noose and then takes nancy back to the farm to brutalize and then rape her and kill her and before they leave hardigan gravely tells nancy not to scream uh, <laughs> interesting junior can only uh be sexually satisfied if his victim screams and <laughs> says so absolutely disgusting yeah uh yes yeah, I, I don't know how much I can call bullshit on that scene when Hardigan survives the hanging. It's always like, yeah, of yeah. course, of course, I'm like rooting. I'm like, yeah, man. It's, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's I know it's like a comic book movie, and yeah, take anything yeah, too seriously. I was gonna say because yeah, um, the whole movie and especially also the second one, uh, what these people survive is just bullshit. And <laughs> yes, uh, I mean it's obviously not realistic. In any way and i had a hard time accepting this myself while watching it because even though it's also very beautifully shot as a comic book movie so to speak mm -hmm. i truly enjoyed the the graphics and the details but also at some point it made me almost feel that it's a realistic movie but then you see these scenes again and then you're like all right uh, i forgot that i'm a comic book uh, movie here so <laughs> there's no way he survives that but uh, it obviously fits the the comic book character. Yeah, I'd say it's like otherwise it would be like this this thing it's called suspension of disbelief when you have yeah. like for example I don't know, for example you watch like like a random movie like I don't know like a like a drama movie or like a chick flick, and suddenly a person can fly. I'm like yeah okay that doesn't work. But but in this in this setting you know in this whole comic book setting it doesn't really get me off the experience. I'm not like oh no that's not that's not actually uh, impossible. You know, it's it, there's something about this because, you know, it's the same when you watch like a Disney movie when you have like animated characters, while you, you while you're watching the movie, like for example, like 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 really true stuff like like Bambi or Lion King, you forget that they are like drawn characters because they're, you know, in in given the context and all that, it you you forget about it. you think they're like human. <laughs> human persons yes. the way they express and all that you forget but but if that happens like in a, in a in a normal movie like for example you watch breaking bad and suddenly there is like a lion who can speak it's like okay what's going on here yeah but <laughs> but you know given the context it actually makes sense so yeah it's it's a very stylish movie and you know we talked oh, about yeah. we talked about like 300 and all that which is also very such but i think sin city even did it a little bit better because you know i i kind of don't like Zack snyder and i love robert rodriguez a little bit more <laughs> yeah uh oh yeah no absolutely when it comes to a really stylish movie sin city definitely takes the throne i would say mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely it's just so well well done like there are also these little details really when mm -hmm. They play with like black and white a whole lot, obviously, and the shadows and like you don't see much except for the colors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's also just very well, well done. It's very, very great to watch. Yes, they have this thing going on that sometimes a few colors are being shown, especially in the second movie since you've seen it when you have like yes. 
What's he, what's what's her name from from the lady Ava. from Ava? Uh, Ava, isn't it? Yeah, Ava Green. But is she also? It's Ava. Oh, it's also Ava no, in the movie. No, in the movie it's Ava like A V A, but she's oh, oh. E V A in real life, like Eva, oh. Eva or something. Okay, it's Ava in the movie. Okay. <laughs> my, oh my god, man, this is this is uh, this yeah, complicated. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, that, that that's an interesting uh, thing there. When she's like, I remember the scene when she's like having a smoke. And someone is lighting his cigarette, and you can see her eyes like glowing green. It's like so, oh, that's yes. so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a very interesting, very stylish movie, definitely. And yeah, yeah, we we were at the hanging scene where Hardigan yes. Hardigan survives the hanging, like uh, yeah, pretty comically. But yeah, like I said, given the context, it's okay. Frees himself and follows them back to the farm, and the bastard tries to whip Nancy into screaming and. She only taunts him about his impotence, and Hardigan kills the the police officer standing guard. He confronts the bastard in a band. He stabs the bastard in the chest, rips off his genitals. It's like this cool scene where he says, "I took his weapons both." <laughs> he says yes. it like twice. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's such a nice. Co- it gives the viewer such a nice experience when when the movie kicks off like that, and you see, oh, that's what they meant by that. <laughs> yes, it's also. Uh, this was obviously great, but also what I like is not just the visual, but also they do this with the audio a lot when they, like what he narrates, uh, John mm-hmm. Hardigan, mm-hmm. about this guy. When when he's driving the car and he said, there's some stink coming from the bag and I always want to puke or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because this yellow bastard apparently has like very mad smell, so to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like when he just narrates this all the time and says, something is smelling so bad. I don't know the exact phrase he uses, but... It's not just the, that movie looks very nice and it's just very well shot. It's also what they say, how they say it, and how it's portrayed in this mm-hmm. narration. This is what makes this movie so good. Dude, dude, I love it when I can smell a movie. You know, yes. it's, a, it's like when they are in this fucked up bar somewhere in downtown Sin City, I can smell like the sticking whiskey on the tables. I can smell it, man. These the cigars and all that. Yes. It's this ugly stuff. and uh, Yeah, it's <laughs> so interesting. So nice. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I would say, of course, it's like a stylish movie and it's well shot and all that. But um, yeah, the script does it for me. The, the script, the dialogue—that's where that's where it shines, and it's uh, that's where it gets interesting when we get to this. So this ominous article I have uh, saved for us for later. So yeah, anyways, uh, the, the the story concludes this whole um, <clears throat> what's it called, the Yellow Bastard story. Yes, it all concludes when yeah, yeah like I said, Hardigan is one of the few honorable detectives in his town. He, he he kind of cares more about the protection of others than his own health. And he knows that, um, yeah, as long as he's alive, that uh, Senator Work will come after him and Nancy to get revenge for, for Junior's dad, obviously. And, it's, and yeah, the story ends with Hardigan committing suicide, which, um, yeah, what I really like is that he's not lo- he's not like whining about it because... And Nancy watches him with joy and love, and and Hardigan sends her home, telling her that she that he has to wait for the police, so so he can give them the true story, you know. But in fact, he was he was lying to her. Yes, uh, that's pretty much it. it. Was it wasn't like a melodrama? It's like oh yeah, but but we never we cannot be together. It's too dangerous. Uh, bullshit like that, you know. Yeah. He just says yeah. That, okay, I I did this to myself. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be responsible. I'm gonna commit suicide right now and. Uh, yeah, the, the the end of the story truly illustrates Hardigan's complete selflessness. I would say. Um, oh yeah, 
Yeah, he's realizing that as long as he's around, Nancy will never be safe, and he takes his own life in order to protect her own. It's very, yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's a very father and daughter kind of love, definitely. Yeah, it was also the line he said, if I remember it correctly, uh, it was one old man for a young woman, fair trade, or something like that. Yeah, I, I, th I think it says, uh, an old man dies, a young girl lives through a yes. fair change, or something like that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then he kills himself. So it's just a very, very mature mm. man, really. Mm. And, uh, his storyline is so, so very, yeah, very, a great dad, so to speak, even though, I mean, he kills himself. But uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, this is probably also the only time I think um, in, I'm going to say this, right, in the movie context, mm -hmm. that suicide is okay. <laughs> because he... <laughs> yeah. You too, please. This is the movie context. Yeah, we are real um, fucked, anyways, man. You can say yeah, anything you want at this point. Yeah, <laughs> looks like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, this was really because usually I think that this is cowardice if you, if you mm -hmm. kill yourself mm -hmm. this kind of way. But he did it with really a great intention because he yeah. wanted to protect this girl, and he's right about it. And this is why he did it. Absolutely. Yeah. Although this uh, comes back later, right, in the second movie, but we not want to skip ahead. Yeah, actually, it does. Uh, it's it's so hard for me. Don't, don't ask me to like pick a favorite story of those three, man. I, I think I'll probably say it's uh, the story with uh, Clive Owen with Dwight is my favorite story. But but now I'm like reading his whole stuff with, with Harding, and I was like, oh, maybe it's <laughs> it's this one. And then we also have like Mickey Rourke's story, which is also it's also pretty interesting. Um, yeah, Mickey Rourke's story or Marv's story, if you will. It's called the Hard Goodbye. And yeah, we, we, we talked about <clears throat> talked about Marv previously. He's this frightening, ugly, brutish man. <laughs> he does not flinch from violence, right? Yes. Yeah, even uh, he, he do you get the impression that he even enjoys it in many circumstances? I think he's just fully and completely indifferent about it, which is mm -hmm. kind of funny. Maybe he enjoys it a little. Yeah. Well, I guess yes, he does. Mm -hmm. But also. He's just whatever he does. I remember the scene when I'm gonna skipping ahead a little mm -hmm. bit, but when that that dog or wolf eats that guy alive, and oh, yeah, yeah. he sits next to it, just smoking a cigarette, <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> just I, know, I think I think that's the definition of enjoying something. I would say, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> maybe right. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Also has a, also a guy who has a strong moral code, but. Uh, a little bit different from Bruce Willis' character. Both of them have like this strong moral code, but he's, uh, yeah, I'd say he's a little bit dirtier, if that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he's surprised when the when the stunningly beautiful Goldie comes to him and professes her love, and and they make love and fall asleep in each other's arms. And when Marv awakens, the story kicks off because uh, she's she's lying dead next to him. And yeah, like you said, Marv is a little bit bewildered because. He believes no one can sneak up on him. That's the first thing he, he yeah, like. He's not like, oh my god, this beautiful woman is there. He's like, how did someone sneak up on me? <laughs> that, that's so interesting because because in the scene before, it's like, oh my god, she's like the most beautiful woman, a goddess. I think he, he even says, yeah, it's like the yeah. yeah best time of my life, basically. And then then he wakes up, it's like, how how did someone sneak up on me? <laughs> so interesting, man. <laughs> and. Yeah, and then the nearly immediate arrival of the police lets Marv... He's like, he is like having his alarm bells in his head. He knows he's been set up. He knows it from the beginning. And he fights his way through the hall of bullets. Wait, I'm gonna, gonna dive sure, in here sure. in a second. Because there's just one more scene that describes his character so great. Mm. When the cops come up the stairs 
like I don't know, ten, fifteen cops. I don't know, mm -hmm. running upstairs, and he's leaning against the wall, smoking a cigarette. Yeah, and they yeah, knock yeah. on the door. The police, <laughs> something. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be there in a sec." Just completely chill, and then he pretty much kills them all. Mm. <laughs> That's just awesome. He's just completely unfazed by everything, and this mm -hmm. is just so, so truly powerful. That makes him also sort of intimidating to his enemies, I guess, because he just does not care about whatever happens, and. This is also very powerful, but yeah. also very funny to watch. Yeah, would, you, would you say that's like a trait you can actually learn? Or is it like, yeah, you, you get born this way? I don't know. It's tough. I mean, you sort of have to detach yourself from virtually anything. Mm -hmm. Like really anything, even your own life. And I guess it's it's tough. Would you, would you advocate this kind of behavior? Yes or no? I guess he takes it too far mm -hmm. um, because he really just doesn't care about anything, except obviously his morals and the people he decides to defend. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say to a degree, it is something you should strive for because it's just whatever happens to him, he's completely clear and focused, as I said in the beginning. And this is truly a powerful trait, obviously, because mm -hmm. then whatever situation arises, you just uh, yeah, fit to do it. And this is really the his character. Whatever happens, he's just completely chill. And <laughs> it's just so funny to watch. Yeah, Christina, I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. And he makes his way out of the apartment and uh, there's this lesbian parole officer and uh, she gives him medication he needs to maintain for his sanity. And he explains to her that, uh, that he's on a mission to find who is responsible for Goldie's death and, and brutally kill them. And th that's so interesting that there was a that was what I was mentioning earlier, <clears throat> that he yeah, the story kind of kicks off and that's his okay now I have a I have like this purpose. This is and, and it's interesting that all of those characters they they, they kind of like put the purpose first. They have yes. like this, yeah. I mean, he's obviously like sick. I don't know what he has, like some some kind of mental disease, and he's also struggling with it tr throughout the the old stories. Like, uh, am I seeing this right now, or am I going mad and stuff like that? But yeah, it's interesting. They they have this. They make up, so to speak, their purpose, and then they stick with it. And it's like, no, I'm gonna find who's responsible for Goldie's death, and I'm gonna kill them. Boom. Yeah, it's just. I think it's always rooted in justice, I mm -hmm. think, what they decide to do when they find their purpose. Because mm -hmm. there has been some injustice, and then they go out and try to bring the balance back by mm -hmm. revenge or whatever, yes. But this is what kicks off the purpose. And then, as you say correctly, this is the only thing they care about at this point. This is truly, truly great. I like that. Mm -hmm. this is Because this is some real dedication to get it done, some real focus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. That's uh, that, that's when uh, the when the that's when the part kicks off with Elijah Wood's character. It looks so fucking creepy in this movie, man. Yes, <laughs> and especially true. especially when he takes off his glasses. Like uh, I was like losing my shit a little bit, and yeah, I think he, I think he goes to a priest, and uh, Marv confesses his sins. It's a really funny scene because he points a gun oh, at yes. the priest and tells him that yeah. Uh, was behind the crime and 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 the, and the and the priest is like Goldie was a slut and then Marv kills him. It's so interesting to say, yeah, it it takes it takes only a little bit, but it, you're right. You never you never have the feeling that he's like losing control over himself. Everything he does is like very. Of course, it's like an overkill in some yeah, ways, literally. But yeah, he never like actually loses his cool, and he goes to the Rogue family house where he's assaulted by a superhumanly agile Kevin. So this Elijah Wood guy, uh, he knocks Marv out with a sledgehammer. 
and then Marv regains his consciousness in in this basement cell. That, that, that's that's what I remember. And then, the, yes, and the walls are like adorned with the heads of young women, uh, other Basin City prostitutes, and all that. And yeah, <clears throat> in the corner there's this there's this lesbian parole officer, and she informs him that Kevin is a cannibal, and he has cut off her hand and eaten it before her eyes, and, and stuff like that. And she also tells me that powerful people are willing to protect Kevin. It's also like a scene of very... Uh, how the fuck did he, like, escape from this room? <laughs> it's also... For anyone who hasn't seen the movie and mm. is listening now, like, what the... Like, what the fuck is the storyline? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it would make... Uh, sometimes I think it would make sense if you're listening to a stream and you haven't seen anything, but if you haven't seen Sin City yet, it's it's complicated enough if you just watch it, you know? One thing I also wanted to add, and because Sin City is truly, the story is crazy. Mm. Like they go to very extreme lengths, especially like with cannibalism yeah. and all of this, for example. And one thing is also very apparent. I just wanted to add this because there is a lot of sex in the movies or naked women. Mm -hmm. But what I got from Sin City is that it's not like slutty or something. They're, like the the naked girls are still. It's it's well done, I think, and I guess it's due to the black and white, obviously, but also like how it is shot. Even though you see a lot of naked girls, but it's it's classy still to some degree. Yeah, I'd say and, it's I'd say it's erotic, and erotic yeah, doesn't have anything yeah. to do with slutty. You know, slutty is yes. like when I when I see like those I don't know like those those girls on on TikTok or Twitter or whatever like those. Yes. Like yeah, that, that, that's sort of kind of like slutty, but yeah, that's actually elegant and erotic. Yeah, or even if you think about horror movies, for example, where they always, for some reason, need to have naked girls in there. <laughs> it's just really just boobs in your face. But in Sin City, it's it's well done. It has some sort of grace to it, like the female body, so to speak. Yes, just looking good. Especially so, in the especially in the second movie, they, they yes, did it so absolutely. well with the with the lady character. It's so, yeah. Actually, like, uh, of course, I am saying it. You can you can actually frame many pictures in this movie and you can pin it on your wall <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> i would say yeah do it uh but yeah it's actually well shot as well i'd say it's a kind of it's kind of an art yeah of course yes definitely yeah i just wanted to add this uh, yeah just like a Absolutely. little side side note i think we always have like room for side boobs in in <laughs> in <Red's one>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah um yeah marv regains consciousness in his basement so he finds out what the fuck is going on here anyways and and yeah, the Marv, Marv is like somehow escaping from this cell, uh, off another of his rampages. It's 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 really, it's not there's not really much plot going on there. It's actually a, a lot of cool dialogue and yeah, the, the the plot is pretty easy. Trying to kill the guy who killed Goldie, uh, or yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but you, yeah? you gotta add that the guy he's trying to kill is very very powerful mm -hmm. and. This um, comes later when he finally finds out who, oh uh, yeah, who it was. Mm -hmm. Sort of set him up there, because it's if I remember correctly, this priest guy from Sin City, some higher dude. Mm -hmm. um, because I remember the scene in the rain where he shoots uh, the statue in the oh, head. Yeah. Uh, I don't quite remember what, what what man this was, but he is going or trying to kill him at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and if he finds out that uh, Cardinal Rourke was behind Goldie's murder, and uh, because Marv tortures the last cop left alive, 
And then it's, it's, it's very interesting. It gets a little bit confusing because Marv is captured afterwards by a woman who looks exactly like Goldie. And, and, oh, yes. And, and she, she takes him back to the Basin City where she interrogates him brutally. Her name is Wendy and, and she's Goldie's twin sister. And she believes that Marv is, is responsible for Goldie's death. And that's so interesting. She's like trying to... <laughs> and like, like, okay, this is something we might get banned for. But she's like trying to, to reason with it. <laughs> scene where Marv is like just giving her an uppercut. And she's like, he's like uh, knocked out there. Because like, okay, I don't have time to explain anything. She's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was really because it was like... Um, or come... Does it come later as well in the woods again? I don't even know. But oh, he... I think it was in the woods. I don't know if 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 I if I'm like yeah, I believe it was in the woods because she's like yeah, I want to see I want to see how he how you kill him. It's like yeah, get the fuck out of here, you know. Yeah, so, I think he just slaps her and then yeah. she says yeah, that's not something for you to see or something like that. And at that point, I was also thinking, all right, uh, nice, he's beating up women there, but. This is, again, just due to his moral code. It's not like he enjoys it, but he knows that this is too dangerous for her to be with yeah. them. And obviously, using this method to tell her that <laughs> uh, she cannot be here now is quite brutal. Mm -hmm. But uh, no time to explain, right? <laughs> it was still quite funny to watch. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm sure it's like, yeah, I'm going to show you the article in a few minutes where uh, <laughs> you'll see what I meant with it. I think that's that's where people... Uh, well, I would say soy boys nowadays will be offended a lot, but oh, yeah, yeah it's a, I, I watch the scene and I'm like, I have to laugh, you know. I just have to laugh because it's 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 almost, almost like comic relief. You have this tense scene where it's like, okay, Marv might die there because it's such an such a dangerous situation. Say, so, yeah, okay, okay I'm slap you. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I thought so the same. It was just sort of um, I didn't think too much about this actually. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, he's hitting a woman there, yes, and I mean, it's still a movie, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, it was really just a comic relief there to, yeah, I don't have time to explain this right now. Just get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, the whole uh, story concludes eventually with um, Marv dismembering Kevin, and he's allowing Kevin's pet to pet wolf, so to speak, to eat him. And that's that's where it gets really creepy when Kevin is uh, Kevin oh, yes. remains silent. He just looks at him. It's, <laughs> Dude, man, was, uh, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, that, "That's the kind of horror I actually like." Um, yeah, thoughts are the same. Yeah. But even then, I remembered that Marv didn't lose his shit either. I mean, he said something about this, like this um, motherfucker not even um, mm -hmm. saying something or screaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But he still didn't lose his his cool, you know. He was still like, "All right, that that's what's happening. Let's move on." And this is so crazy. Even like the creepiest shit cannot derail this guy. It was always like it was always like Marv was more intrigued by it. He's like looking. Yes. He's like looking at this guy. Hmm, why does he not like scream? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that's interesting. How does he do mm -hmm. that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, very very interesting character. A character you don't see very often in in, in TV. Yes. Definitely Marv, a very very interesting character very concluding ending and uh yeah definitely like this arc more than the arc in the second movie which is a little oh, bit yeah. like confusing i would say and it's yeah i really way really shines but yeah um which leads us to to the last story arc which is called the big fat kill and still i i, I just i just can't decide which is it's like my favorite but yeah, I think, dude, I was, I was like, I was like naming my answering machine as, 
<laughs> from from the quote from Clive Owen. So I think I have to go with the big fat kill. It's the it's a story with Jackie Boy with Benicio del Toro's character. Uh, kicks off tries to persuade Shelley to let him in uh, and his thuggish friends into her apartment. Uh, if if you can remember, and and she yes. delays them because Dwight, and that's Clive Owen's character, her new lover, so speak, is there. And Dwight, again, we have like this character. It's like it's he has he's so calm. He's like dresses in the bathroom while Shelley's like, oh, get out of here! They're coming in. It's like calm down. Yes, <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> and yeah, Shelley lets lets Jackie boy in. Uh, he smacks her anyway, and then goes to the bathroom to urinate. And after he has finished, Dwight kind of sneaks up behind Jackie and holds this straight razor to his throat. And he says, hi, I'm, <laughs> I'm Shelly's new boyfriend and I'm out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start, man. Yes. It's so, yeah, it's so interesting. It's interesting. What's interesting, again, is I believe, again, many people might, might be offended by that. But it's interesting that the, the male characters often, like, straight up lie to the female characters because... They always act on short, short time, you know. They always act on borrowed time. And when she's like, "Oh, you gotta leave," uh, I think Dwight was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do." But in fact, he was hiding in the bathroom. It's interesting. It's like it's 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 something that happens pretty often throughout this movie. Yeah, but what I have noticed with that is I don't know if it's in all cases, but at least in most cases, they lie to them to protect them. Mm-hmm. or to at least yeah, yeah. Uh, have them safe to some degree which was the case with Dwight here as well as it was with John Hardigan when he lied to Nancy mm-hmm. they did it because they A couldn't rationally explain to them what they are going to do obviously like mm-hmm. how would John Hardigan explain to Nancy that yeah. he's going to kill him because she will die otherwise mm-hmm. uh, so he had to lie to her this was pretty much it and the same with Dwight here because if he had said that he was gonna fight the police guy mm-hmm. cop. Um, she will obviously have something against that so I think they mostly did it to not be a interfered with what they wanted to do by the girl mm-hmm. and be to protect them to or for whatever they wanted to do it kind of it kind of gives you the impression that the the male characters in, the, in this whole story they have like they all understand how women tick you know yes it's absolutely. like it's like it's like you wouldn't do that if you didn't know that uh, you know your your rational brain would probably tell you yeah okay i'm gonna have to explain it to her like rationally but they're like above that they're like okay i know i'm gonna have to lie to her now because she's gonna freak out about it anyway so yeah it's pre- pretty yeah, nice the, uh, yeah pretty pretty much yeah, learned yeah. there actually from from the behavior there was something about it that i liked about it when i was 15 16 i just didn't know what it was back in the days but i kind of know now exactly you know i was at that point a very beta guy, so to speak, when I was mm-hmm. that age, I was very young. Yeah. And but when I watched Sin City, I totally agree with you. There was something about these men that I liked a lot, and now I understand it was because they understood understood how mm-hmm. women truly operate, and they have no 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 issue with acting on it. Like mm-hmm. as I just mentioned, there, there's no point in trying to rationally explain to a woman why you're gonna do this right now. She just a won't understand it, and b will just do shit that interferes with your actions so you lie to her in this obviously you're lying to a woman at that point but it's actually for her own protection and this mm-hmm. is obviously these days completely toxic right yeah and but it's truly something that actually gets you forward in your relationship now it doesn't mean you lie all the time of course not but yeah. 
most people are also or most men are not in these kind of situations so uh, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if people would like still advocate, would say, still, still say it's toxic if, in the end, it turns out that it was like actually a bad thing. I, I would say killing is wrong, but if you had the chance to kill Hitler, uh, probably do it. You know. Yeah, what's going to say? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it depends on the context. Yes, just think about John Hardigan's story, for example. Yeah. Like, if he would be would have been honest to Nancy there and said, you know, um, I have to end my life now, otherwise you will be killed at some point. Mm -hmm. In no way would she ever agree to this, obviously. Sure. She would rather, much rather die herself. But this makes no sense. The rational, correct decision is that a young girl survives this and the old man dies, mm -hmm. who is like hated by everyone mm -hmm. anyway. So he doesn't have much going for him. So this makes complete rational sense. But is this then toxic if he does that, if he lies to her, even yeah. though it saves her life? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> This is truly a question you, we should ask these kind of people, the pronoun people. Yeah, that's that's a bit the, the the thing. It's it's not important what you know. They're they're not really. It's like playing chess, you know, and say okay, that's like a bad move, but in the end you're gonna win the game, you know. Yes. And but 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 all that matters to them is like the move. It, this like, is yeah, in chess just, called a gambit, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah, if you sacrifice a yeah. piece to come out better than before, mm -hmm. so you sacrifice, for example, your, your pawn yeah. or whatever. Uh, then you have an advantaged position. This is a gambit, and it's completely normal in chess. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, this, this makes total sense. Sometimes also in in real life. I don't have to do like, this whole virtuous signal thing. I, I I have the feeling that I can't I can't skip this any further. I I, I think we I think we should like uh, take a look at this article I found because I think that would be like a yeah, perfect let's, let's just do it. perfect transition uh, to that. I'm so interested about what you might think of it. It's it's going to be very yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, very many things to talk about. Let me, let me put it on the screen right now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat what it says in a second. I put it there, and there we go. Should be up right now. That stream is back again. Um, yeah, it's called Sin City. Five ways it's brilliant, and five ways it does not hold up. By the CBR.com is a pretty pretty big thing. I. Right. I hate those kind of articles, dude. I hate those yeah. fucking kind of articles. Um, yeah, like it's, it's it's again this pretentious bullshit. Like exactly what we just talked about. Frank Miller's Sin City was one of those rare books that dramatically altered the comic landscape. But does it hold up well over the years? I hate this kind of argument. But what does it mean? Does it hold up well over the years? You know, I just <laughs> I get it. It's man. awesome. You, you can just tell um, the first thing they had were the five ways it doesn't hold up, and then they tried to make up five where it's brilliant, so it, it's actually some pro and contra for yeah, the article. Yeah, yeah. But they really only wanted to get the five ways it does not hold up out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, and also like this, this having the audacity, the audacity to say, okay, something holds up well over the years. It's yeah, it's like this interesting yeah. zeitgeist thing that's going on. You know, something. That's a little bit one. <laughs> we 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 had a little joke earlier about that. Like, okay, red pill has been like a trend in the two thousand or two thousand tens or something like that. But yeah, it's actually not a trend. It's it's yeah, it's it's something you can learn, and and that's interesting. You know, some some things. I, so this article kind of presumes that uh, there are things that's gonna that's not, they're not gonna hold up well in a few years. You know, which eventually says that this article written there is not going to hold up well as well in a few years. Yes, I was going to say in in a few years. I mean, it's not holding up right now, but even in a few years, 
<laughs> this is already the same like fate for this article. Yeah. And I still think this is kind of a stupid thought in general. Yeah. Like anything to hold up over years because change is natural, right? Everything changes all the time. Yeah. yeah. So saying anything like a movie that was shot in 2005, which is now over 15 years, mm -hmm. obviously things are not up to date anymore. Mm -hmm. Some things are still true, so to speak, but this doesn't mean that the movie is now like shit because at that time this is what was like normal for example yeah i've seen it's uh, who's got theo kodok uh, what's he called uh, just like it's like look at this guy man i was <laughs> <laughs> wait a second i was yeah there he is uh, theo kodok yeah yeah no yeah no shit dude no shit man I, I don't know if you can see it on the screen right now but oh, yeah um yeah, he currently lives in North Carolina with his spouse and two adorable cats. You know, shit, you live with cats, you fucking mongoloid, man. Yeah, oh, anyways, God, this, this was just obvious. Yeah, it's, also, it's, what, what's his name, really? I don't know, but anyway. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a sort of, like, pretentious articles where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no shit, man, no shit. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really bugging me, man. It's... Anyways, let's, let's take a look at it. Um... Yeah, tell me. Yeah, what's, what's, first thing. In what happen? ways is it brilliant or not? Brilliant? Yeah, for, yeah, it's like, uh, just just look at it here. Um, I think it's Pointania, brilliant noir. Um, he says Sin City might be a masterpiece, but like many of Frank Miller's comics, it has some noteworthy problems. I don't like the way he like he like writes. It's it, why do we always uh, why do articles always have to be like this um how do i put you this know, right? i don't know if you are aware of the quote that says any uh, praise you get before a bud is worthless yeah absolutely <laughs> so yeah this, yeah and actually yeah. actually uh, i screenshotted a few things uh for, from his article it's interesting what he considers brilliant and he says brilliant noir and he says stuff like yeah uh, black and white uh, the black and white stuff he did there was brilliant it's like that that's not really an argument that's yeah that's, that's stating the obvious you know <laughs> yeah exactly he was just trying to to think to yeah, think yeah. of some brilliant things and he this was really what he came mm. up with great so anyways let's 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 dive in i think the first problem that that holds up is homophobia obviously right and uh yeah it's interesting what he says. So while toxic masculinity tends to be unavoidable, tradition of noir stories, Sin City indulges in unapologetic homophobia. And th there's actually something he's not mentioning here in the character, but I, I remember in the in the Hard Goodbye story arc, we have Marv, and re he refers to his parole officer. She's a lesbian with this. <laughs> he says, but God knows why she's a lesbian. You know, with a body of hers, she she could have any man he wants as uh, she wants. And <laughs> Okay, that's not exactly homophobia, you know? Yeah, <laughs> not really. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's just stating the effect. Uh. Also, I'm not saying like homophobia is something that's that's not bad, you know, that's bad or something. But what does it have to do with if it's something that's been portrayed in a story? It's so interesting that someone who writes articles like this thinks that everything he sees on screen is actually a uh, you know guideline for life. I mean, what kind of movies are you watching then? Yeah, especially Sin City then. You shouldn't obviously watch because there's a lot of shit happening. I wouldn't recommend for most people. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's like uh, the mother of all trigger warnings there. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You, get, you know, shit homophobia is probably not the best thing in this world, but yeah, it's like a movie. 
And but uh, seriously, man, um, I, I'm just reading what's on the screen here. Uh, like, <laughs> and what's his actual reason? For <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Because for all the listeners here, he's because wait the the client. Yeah, he tells him the client to try a brothel called Alamo, specific, uh, yeah. specifying not the Amigo, as the Amigo serves gay men. Mm-hmm. Except she uses the most derogatory term there is for a gay man. This is your biggest issue there. Yeah, so <laughs> that she a, uses that term. Yeah. I mean, come on. But it gets better. It gets better. Trust I'm pretty me. sure this guy has pronouns in his Twitter bio. I say, I've, I would, I would bet, man. Anyways, next thing comes up. I think you could already anticipate that. Um, <laughs> what does not hold up depictions of women? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm going re- right. to read it out loud. I'm going to read the argumentation out loud for anybody who's listening. The first character introduced is Marfa as an old school outlook on women, which is to say he believes in chivalry and not beating women, but also not treating them as equals. And while a character can have whatever outlooks feels organic to them in the story, this protective patronalism towards women is framed as being admirable rather than being possessive and outdated and uh, he continues to say in fact almost every woman in the entire series is depicted as either a victim or a sexual object i would agree with that yeah that's that's yeah. a fact but I, I, I don't i don't see how this uh i don't see how this is like bad I mean, it's, it's like a story you know i mean in in this story okay that's, that's the way it is it's like the noir noir-ish kind of trend i'm not saying this is like the way the world works but uh, uh yeah most women only exist in the stories as they relate to male protagonists he continues a few have fleshed out personalities i would disagree with that um, yeah predictably most women <laughs> <Which> in the, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah predictably most women in the comic are regarded as sex objects uh again i would kind of agree with him there but again it's interesting that it doesn't hold up depictions of women. So women are not sex objects anymore. You know, but I'm, yeah. I mean, I mean, women are potentially sex partners. So, so does that not hold up anymore? I don't know. <laughs> also, if, you know, this is, uh, yeah, very hypocritical in my eyes. If you look at, uh, yeah, pretty much any social media platform, what many women do then, obviously not all of them, but I mean, it's obviously they use their mm. sexual traits. Mm. Uh, so either it's given through the social media platform or because the girls like it themselves. I don't care, but they definitely use the sexual traits to be sex objects to mm. some degree. So I don't see how this is outdated. And I fucking hate this outdated bullshit. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what this whole article is all about. And it's interesting because I was, I was actually doing research for the stream and this was one of the first articles that popped up. So it's interesting when you look for Sin City, that's or some kind of research on Sin City or character study or whatever, that's actually what pops up as one of the first articles, which is <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> so so so. Oh yeah. Um, actually, uh, yeah. Before we proceed, I just sure. checked Twitter about Theo Kogart. Oh, <laughs> does he? Does he? <laughs> it was actually uh, funny. The first thing Twitter showed up was immediately correct and he has the rainbow flag in his um oh name. yeah see and and the respect thing the, the this thing. yes but it's get it's getting worse you know he's writer youtuber <laughs> educator <laughs> activist, <seeing> it. <laughs> blm feminist pronouns any 
I told you he has this <laughs> bullshit in his in his bio. It's just you can know, oh, and he has a profile picture with a cat on on, yes. on his. Oh yeah, that's it's just uh, so predictable, and you know he doesn't have sex. Red flag, dude. Yeah. Red flag. Uh, <laughs> n- not not rainbow flag, dude. That's that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, that's very red. Flag. Dude, that's like yeah, that's like twenty twenty one in one bio actually. Oh yes. And you, it's so funny that, that you can just always tell when you read things from these people, you know just exactly what kind of person they are. But dude, why, do they, because, why do they always look like this, man? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just when they, when they describe these kind of ideologies, you just know exactly what they believe, mm-hmm. what they think. And so, so predictable. It's almost boring. Yeah. But yeah, in this case, it was quite funny, actually. Yeah, but but it, gets, but it gets even more interesting. Let's proceed with this, uh, this sure. be- beautiful article there. Um, yeah. Next up. Yes. I check this. I check his argumentation because I didn't want to say like only bad things, but also what he considers as brilliant and uh, or what he says good. Brilliant, he says intensity. Like like I, I like the way he argues here. He says there is an intensity to sincerity that makes it unforgettable, and. Yeah, he's, he praises, like, violence, sex, terror, and, and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. This kind of contradicts what he said before. And, you know, intensity is not really an argument. <laughs> it's, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very subjective, you know. It's like saying, well, I liked black and white in, the, in this movie, you know. That's not an argument. Yeah, well, first of all, I actually agree with him. This is something I like also yeah. about the movie. Yeah, I guess you too. But it's really not a, something that makes it specifically brilliant. It's just something they used, really, mm. intensity. And yeah, but it's funny. You, you just get the feeling that underneath he actually liked what he saw, but uh, his ideology mm. sort of mm. contradicts it. And you, he cannot post that on Twitter or on CBR. Yeah. So uh, he had to put it in the brilliant thing. And then contradict himself and everything he said later in <laughs> in the negative part yeah. <laughs> yeah because if he says here um it boils it boils it down to the rawest of emotions like violence sex and terror yeah uh, dominate every moment and this is a brilliant fact then how is it suddenly bad later when all the women are sex objects if sex is actually the good thing so mm-hmm. like make up your mind man he yeah, also also saying like boils it down to the rawest of emotions but then like trying to sanitize emotions again. I was trying to sanitize like uh, yeah acts of violence or of yes. homophobia and everything. Well, if there's like a character in a movie who is homophobe in any way, well, that's that's the character then, you know. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's that's what you call rawest of emotions, not like something that has been like pre-checked twenty times. So it's like it's like sanitized for your convenience. Yeah. This is also the, yeah, very, the very contradictory. Yes, with, with these kind of guys when they are so mad about homophobia in movies. But the reason that they are mad about this, for example, is that, or has to be, that it still exists mm-hmm. to some degree, right? So if there were a homophobe person in a movie, that, was, that would actually be like realistic. But this cannot be because this would be homophobia. So this is kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Completely weird how they <laughs> how they act and how they operate. <laughs> it's also I think I think the funniest thing is when it comes to like racists movies or if they if they say like for example I'm calling like like Twelve Years a Slave or or when I talked about the the, the good old classics like Gone with the Wind, which yes. actually is discussed as being banned or I think it's been cut down for uh, a few instances, and, which is kind of like ironic. I mean that's like an actual depiction of how. How Americans saw the world in the 1930s, 40s. I yes. don't know when this movie was made. So that's interesting to see. You know, what, what, 
what do you want to cut about it then you know that's <laughs> it's like, yeah, even if it, yeah even if you want to even if you want to have a point against racism don't you want to see how racism is uh you know pictured in this movie i mean i cannot actually make a point about racism if i don't portray it well you know it's so it's so contradictory it doesn't make sense this is actually something that um might be a bit too philosophical again but i do sure. think that this is a big reason as to why history is doomed to repeat itself mm. because people try to deny and virtually act like it didn't exist in mm -hmm. the past and i think like the things that happened in the past yeah like road wars etc actually a thing that should tell you that this shouldn't happen again right mm. so it's like <clears throat> a negative example so to speak and if you but if you don't know about this it will eventually happen again just because of how humans operate from their yeah. nature so in a weird way these guys are actually promoting it <laughs> yeah absolutely so that they're making this whole thing real in the first place it's like saying schindler's list is racist you know shit, yes. dude it's it's like the, it's yeah, like showing yeah <laughs> oh it's, it's it's almost like saying to a documentary it's racist you yes. know it's oh man i don't know but this anyway, yeah. like these movies, for example, like about Hitler or anything like that, yeah. they are technically are, um, documentaries which yeah. show you how it was back in days, just in the movie context, so it's mm -hmm. more entertaining, right? But you cannot say these are racist because this is exactly the point. They try to show you how it was <laughs> and how this had pretty bad yeah. outcomes for many people. But if you say that this is racist and you cancel it, then you actually promote it because in the future nobody knows about it and it will mm. happen again. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. But it gets better again, Alex. And, oh, damn. Uh, yeah, we're going to continue. I think it's, I don't know, I think he thinks that his points are getting better. I think actually getting worse. Uh, point number five what does not hold up is ableism. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Uh, Marv is the first protagonist readers meet in the original story. Beyond being an indestructible badass killer, it's revealed that Marv has, quote-unquote, a condition, as he describes it. His particular mental health disorder is never named, though he takes pills for it. Okay? So far, so good. And then he says, mm, the mentally ill character who makes up for it be by being physically stronger than most people is a stock character, but it's also, also a harmful stereotype of people with disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I can't! I can't even read this shit, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm just thinking about the mental gymnastics you had to do to come up with this. <laughs> oh my god! How, how in God's name is someone with mental disabilities who is also physically strong harmful for people with disabilities? <laughs> I couldn't even yeah. make the sentence like sound yeah. in my mind right now when I was saying it. <laughs> yeah. How does this? I don't understand. Also, it's like, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, 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 what the author does here is he's clearly advocating, um, yeah, yeah, take your pills. I'm, I'm sure he has taken a vaccine already and all that, but I'm, I don't want to get into. It. I don't want to get into that. Not, a, not a red smoke. Um, but yeah, it's, it's again. We talked so much about like depression, mental illness, and disorders and all this stuff. But yeah, the worst thing is definitely to, to be physically stronger, and yeah. That's definitely the worst thing when you're mentally ill, to not take your medicine. <laughs> I get it, man. Yeah, it almost seems like he's saying that if, because he's mentally ill, it would also be fitting that if he would be physically 
ill or even mm-hmm. like weak. And because he isn't, he's physically healthy, he's obviously an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is a harmful stereotype for other people. Uh, how in like this is this is like saying every bodybuilder is a harmful stereotype for people who don't go to the gym. Dude, he was he was he was actually afraid to 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 type in retarded, so he censored it, man. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I, I don't know. It's, I heard that's like yeah, it has become the R word. You're not actually allowed to say it anymore, isn't it? I got twenty four hours banned on Twitter for writing it once. Oh well, in that case, um, yeah. Yes, it is apparently now a, a word that's very triggering. That says yes. yeah, retarded is now hate speech. That's that's retarded, in my opinion. But anyway, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just so it's it's just so interesting. But uh, yeah, okay, okay, uh, no, noted, noted. Uh, but this really just tells you that these kind of people (laughs) they uh, do all sort of mental gymnastics or trying to come up with any sort of bullshit which is completely not based in reality right because i don't Mm -hmm. think any mentally ill person cares about marv being physically strong Uh, i don't think they give a damn Mm -hmm. i don't see how they would like in any case so even writing this down and coming up with this thing is just yeah, it shows you they don't live in reality, really, and they're just trying to make up things. Well, speaking of not living in reality, uh, I, th- I think you can already guess what happens next. Of course, what does not hold up as well in this movie is the good old racism card there. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, he. he I'm gonna, gonna read it out loud because there's this there's this scene in the in the big fat kill which just previously talked about, where Shelley is yelling to her apartment door. Uh, yeah, Shelly responds because Jackie Boy's like, "Hey, is there another guy in your house?" And and Shelly responds, "Yeah, it's a, no, not just another guy. It's a regular African love fest in here." Um, okay, so that's 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 kind of, <laughs> that's kind of like what, what offended him, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, and the next word he used in the article was "yikes," and yeah, I sort of cannot any man take serious who uses the word. Do, do, yikes do, do, do you still opinion. do you still use this stuff like "yikes"? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I didn't know that. Also, also very interesting what, what what he writes down afterwards. Since these few non-white characters are again, that's that's racist itself. But anyways, since yeah, these since few, <laughs> few non because it's interesting what what kind of uh, skin color they have. But anyways, since these few non-white characters are either villains or stereotypes, <laughs> you know, like like the mute Japanese ninja Miho who's, I think it's called Shuriken, apparently just had to be drawn as a swastika. Holy fucking shit, man, this guy. Dude, um, what the hell? So, so it's, well, inter- it's all, interesting that he thinks that... It's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many things wrong. It's just an wrong. Egyptian symbol that yeah. was used in a bad way by the Nazis, but itself is not... Like, uh... did he, does he know anything about history? <laughs> Dude, it's also interesting that he thinks that all Japanese people are mute. That's like, that's like yes. not a stereotype. They're actually Japanese people who can speak, dude. But yeah, it's funny you know, that yeah. he is talking about racism <laughs> and writing it in the most racist way he could think of. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it, it, you can absolutely tell this. I, I think... Um, let me double check before I do anything wrong. Wait, I gotta... There's one more line in here. Oh, wait, wait. He proceeds... The African-American villain, Minute... I think it's his name is drawn with stereotypically thick lips as his main defining feature 
Yeah, but this is sort of the genetics of these people, you know? It's like most of them have fake lips. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is racist. This is just genetics. Yeah, I mean, but, he, but he was also black, you know? That's that's a problem. Oh, damn. A, an, Afri an African who is black. Fuck me, man. Yeah. Dude. I mean, that that's like saying uh, a lot of white people also have blonde hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's racist. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's the race. This is one of their characteristics. I mean... <laughs> Let me just double check. Um, yeah, August twenty twenty. I think you can tell. You can kind of tell. It's like the, the this is like the this is like the twenty twenty shit. Uh, typical twenty twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it's a, basically you can, you can already tell almost. But um, yeah, but but I wouldn't say that this is the worst thing that has happened in this article. Actually, um, I was going to ask about the first positions oh what do you what do you think is uh what do you think is going to be on number one what's the worst thing about this movie because i think you're going to be very surprised by that yeah actually i think gonna, i think i think you're going to be pissed off by that as well yeah potentially i thought in the initially i thought it would be the sexism um mm -hmm. apparently it wasn't <laughs> this was what like five or six i don't know mm, so... yeah the depiction of women i think yeah 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 so i don't know I have no idea. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna tease you anymore. But when you see, it, I think you're gonna be very pissed off at. <laughs> Dude, this fucking guy, man. <laughs> what? And, yeah. What I saw. I saw. I just don't get it, man. Sid says, anyways, listening. The number one thing that does not hold up is the dialogue in this movie. And he starts uh, and he starts off his his argument with Miller's prose is usually excellent. I like I like this I like this sentence. Miller's prose is usually excellent. When do you say Oh my god, man. Anyways, man. Like yeah, but this doesn't make sense because either it's his prose that is excellent or it isn't. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah, and, that, and then and then he argues it does not always work when spoken out loud. When I can I can imagine if, if someone's if someone reads out this line so it's not like not on voice actors makes sense that probably doesn't work out but <laughs> like that, that's again such a such a subjective thing to say it's it's like saying well i didn't like uh, i didn't like that dialogue there and, uh, yeah it's obviously also... obviously he's referring to the comic i gotta say to to be fair because he says some pages are filled with huge dialogue but yeah uh, i think we can uh you can take it as, as well to the because many dialogues i was actually researching it many dialogues were taken one by one from the from the comics so okay yeah, it's still it's still a dialogue and it's actually it's interesting so he speaks out comics when he reads it just like a child yeah yeah i was going to say also um we said earlier that we actually like the dialogue a whole lot right and absolutely yeah it's funny to me that it's actually mostly taken directly from the comic because I was curious about, because I would have guessed that the written form would be different than if you spell it out, but it actually works very well in Sin City, um, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, he also proceeds yeah. with Miller's stories out <laughs> are phenomenal, yeah? but this is an example of where his genius found its limit. Like, can you make up your mind? Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't even agree with himself. <laughs> it's it's like this kind of guy would come up to you and say, I like the way you don't look good today, you know, so some stuff like this. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy, man? Uh, 
Yeah, it's interesting what he says. He says sometimes sentences seem to ne- seem never to end, making it appear like the characters don't need to breathe when they're speaking. You know that you can like do breaks within sentences. You know you don't have to. Is he aware of that? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Also, is he aware that this is still a comic adaptation, not a realistic kind of movie? Sure, Even if this sure. were a, a real issue, <laughs> but it isn't. But even yeah. if it still doesn't make sense. It's almost like he's he's saying, well, please talk to me like in sentences that are not longer than ten words, so that I can understand it as well. So it's like, okay, don't yeah. don't ever read like Lord of the Rings or anything like that because you're gonna be fucked up by that. Oh yes. <sighs> so is this the number one worst thing? This yeah, just... it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And I would actually I would actually say probably like sexism or racism or something. But no, the dialogue is like the number one thing. I was like, okay. Whatever. It would definitely have guessed sexism, is it? Because obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, this triggers a lot of people in Sin City, mm-hmm. but uh, the dialogue, dude. Yeah. So, what's the best thing, in his opinion? Let me check it out. I didn't screenshot it, but I have this. I have the page here, because I have this problem, you know, of actually. Uh, Let's see where I got it. I have this problem of like broadcasting my screen to the to the stream, which really pisses me off. <laughs> but I'm gonna but I'm gonna read it out loud, and if you. If you want to, you can you can research it yourself. Everybody who's listening, I'm not making this shit up. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like screenshot things that I think uh, are bad. And I was like, okay, this is like a thing that lets him shine in a bad light or anything. So you can research it yourself. Sin City Five Ways, it's brilliant. Five 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 Ways, sorry, it does not hold up. You can research it for yourself. You can check out the article. It's very not interesting. Um, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, on number two, it says brilliant characters. Hmm. So, yeah, like yeah. the female characters, or yeah. because they're all, yeah, all that, just sex yeah, objects? That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh, check this out. Um, I wish I had, I had a screenshot there. The main characters of Sin City are some of the most interesting anti-heroes in noir comics. Supporting characters feel less fleshed out, but the protagonists are truly captivating again. Um, they're smart, tough, and determined. Okay. Marv is essentially a medieval berserker fighting his way through the modern world. Hardigan is an old man who was punished for doing the right thing for a little girl and yet never gave in despite years of abuse. Uh, very nicely put there. And Dwight is haunted by the demons of his past and occasionally unleashes those demons on others who deserve to suffer. Very nicely put there, I gotta say. That's that's the way I would say it. Um, yeah. I gotta say, uh, it's interesting. He actually can write quite good, or quite well, rather, if he, <clears throat> yeah. if, he, yeah. if he truly, like, his real thoughts, if he truly puts out his real thoughts instead of the ideology. Mm. So maybe that's something. He could be a great writer if he would drop that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was very well said yeah I mean but, but, but on the other hand I was just like stating the obvious you know it's just like a, a little synopsis of what the character is all about but yeah of course uh, but it was well put I think yeah but it's interesting that he says like Marv is essentially a medieval berserker and he puts it under the uh, point brilliant not under the point does not hold up well while a, a little while <laughs> a little earlier he says that yeah his his views are like outdated but then he says, being a medieval berserker is like a good thing. <laughs> I don't know what I should think of this whole thing there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's like the same thing saying that all women are just sex objects or victims in there, yeah. but also all characters are great, yeah. right? 
I mean, the supporting characters he said are not fleshed out, but even then, mm. like Nancy, for example, is sort of a main character. Is she like really just a victim and a sex object, or is she actually a good character? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that has been since City Five Ways. It's brilliant. Five Ways. It does not hold up. Uh, you're gonna yeah, check it out for yourself. The the link is in the screenshots. I'm gonna link it. I'm gonna link it in the video description for fairness' sake and yeah. Uh, interesting what yeah, you sure. what the what the listeners are gonna think about this if uh maybe we are wrong maybe he's wrong who knows uh but yeah no, he's, yeah he's yeah, yeah. Of, of course, of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's wrong guys racism does not exist go go, go live your life <laughs> but yeah um yeah especially uh, kind of sums up I like that this whole article actually showed me how much I love this movie and yes. what I, what I like about this movie. It's so interesting to see all of that. Um, yeah. yeah, I like this edition you you found there. It was actually quite great to dissect this. And it really told me again why Sin City was actually a great movie, even though certain groups these days consider it as toxic or whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Actually, for me, these days, if some movie is considered toxic... It usually means it's it's quite good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, actually, it's 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 almost it's almost like it's almost like a like a stamp. Oh, oh I, I gotta check this out. If, yes. if there's like it's just like a movie that's banned or something, say, mm, I'm intrigued. You know? Yes, pretty much. It's uh, kind of weird, but this yeah, is where we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're still like in this mental state where you're like, okay, I'm not gonna show anyone this movie because i think it's like the same strawman argument where you say okay my kid is gonna turn out as a school shooter because he plays like uh weapon stuff games on on his xbox or whatever you know yeah it's like the same stuff it's like okay i'm not gonna turn out to be a racist just because i seen schindler's list you know that's yes that's 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 the same kind of strawman argument and so it's something that people use so often, and yeah, of course, I'm not gonna watch Sin City. I'm gonna not gonna jump out of my window because I'm gonna die probably. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that it's, it's a fucking movie, and it, you don't have to take anything. Uh, you don't have to take anything. And say, okay, I'm gonna apply it to my own life. Then it's so it's such a weird thing, man. It yeah, was also like, especially <clears throat> with Sin City, which is clearly, obviously, and directly displayed as a comic movie mm. so it's obviously not based in reality mm. and you can just tell i mean common sense tells you what these guys do there is yeah. not realistic right so why would this anything of the movie really make me some sort of being out of it i mean that's just weird i mean what we said <clears throat> that many of the things of these masculine characters especially mm-hmm. are Things you can sort of mimic or even apply to all your own life because it's useful. Yes, of course. But it should be obvious, especially these days, that racism here is not the key, right? The the key thing to take from it. Yeah, but I think it, I mean, it kind of looks like people don't know what to take from a movie and what not. Because uh, if, if if we like live in a world where like this guy, I don't remember what's his name, uh, Theo Kodok, Kodok, yes. yeah. Sounds like oh, a camera, man. Anyways, yes. um, so, so 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 if you live in a in a world where which is like sanitized or the way Theo Kodok wants it to be, um, yeah, then of course it would mean that everything I see in the media I'm gonna apply to my own life instead of like using my brain, you know. 
And that's a little bit, I think, what we what we're trying to do here with Red Smoke, like trying to show, you know, we, we're gonna do this in the next weeks because we're gonna do a little bit more of trash movies there, which is uh, it's gonna show a whole different side of this whole thing. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> you you're not gonna when you watch a movie or anything, when you when you watch anything on the news, uh, don't listen to. Don't even listen to us, man. We're just trying to give you like some kind of advice and crack a few stupid jokes there. But uh, when did we stop like thinking about things? When we like when we like watch a movie or a TV series, of course you're gonna think about it afterwards and say, of course this was wrong. You don't need an article or a podcast like ours to to tell us, yeah, this is right, this is wrong. You know? Yeah, I think this is really. For some reason, these people think that everyone is just a mindless drone yeah. who just sucks up everything he sees or he mm. or she sees and believes it right away. Mm. And sadly enough, this is true for too many people, I would mm -hmm. put it that way, that they actually just suck everything up they read or see in the media. But what I always say is question everything. Yeah, I tell this to people I coach, the, the people I work with, I tell them question everything I tell you, everything someone else tell you, tells you. Always question everything if it makes sense for you, if it makes sense in general. And like, why would you go into a movie and think that this is now your new life? <laughs> Completely like how this movie unfolds. Yeah. This is now going to be you exactly. Like nobody does that. And these kind of people always think that we are all mindless drones who do whatever we're told. But that's really not the case. At least not for the silent majority, I would say. Yeah, but uh, ironically, he also claims his... You know, this absolute state of I know what's right and what's wrong because it says, yeah, it's five yeah. ways it does not hold up. Um, yeah, tr trying to claim that, yeah, it has some noteworthy problems, to quote him. Uh, like, 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 who are you to, to, to say that? That's, that's, that's a little bit what, what kind of bugs me, you know? Yeah, this is this whole thing with the media in general where they have this sort of power issue or God complex, so to speak. They uh, yeah. truly believe whatever they put out is absolute gospel and correct. Mm -hmm. and everything else is like made up and you can tell just by these journalists and i uh, think life have money recently actually tweeted never trust a journalist <laughs> i like mm. that <laughs> uh, because, because yeah it's it's not just i mean there obviously are some great journalists still out there mm -hmm. but most of them are really just trying to put a notion in your head which is exactly what this guy is doing mm -hmm. he's not objectively questioning things He's telling you what's wrong. And this is subjective, yeah. like, couldn't be more subjective, really. And this is not what journalism is. This is really just a yeah, you know, little tantrum he was throwing there in form of an article. I, th I like the thing that the news stations here in Germany sometimes do. They, they, they sometimes have, like, like regular news stuff. And then afterwards, you have, like, a guy standing in front of a camera. And then up there, it says, opinion. You know? Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. it's nice. You should probably put that up all the time. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say, you should just have this on. Yeah, but yeah, especially in uh, in articles like this. But saying or claiming that, yeah, or <laughs> put it better, educating people, this is out of date, without actually like prove, uh, proving your point. That's uh, that's weird, man. Yeah, especially the whole things he mentioned, like the sexism or like mm. the women being sex objects, for example. Calling this outdated is really very subjective because uh, it really depends on what you do as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And if you truly think that this is outdated, I mean, if you think about how many women make money these days, like not mm -hmm. often, obviously, but 
then this isn't really outdated, is it? It's actually quite up to date, I would say that. Uh, to use your sexuality to make money with sure, so sure. I don't even know where this outdated thing comes from. At least they, uh, unless they just want to really put this notion forth that all women are victims for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think they, opinion, I think they actually believe in it, man. Yeah, I do think so too. And I was just gonna add that this is really something you do yourself. And mm-hmm. if you put yourself in the victim position for whatever oppressor you choose then this is up to you that's not that's not yeah. my issue that's not something i can do something about it absolutely yeah that's it was really an article that kind of bugged me it's it's been a little <laughs> i don't want to say it's been a weird episode but it's been more like a reaction episode or like oh yeah i kicked over to uh, rich cooper and now this article almost almost uh robbed us out of a time but i wouldn't say it robbed us i'd say we learned a few things today and uh, had a good laugh as well yeah, I think but it yeah. actually fit Sin City quite well there, um, the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting, you know, to see how... Because I wasn't, like, actually researching for this article. Like I said, I was, like, just Googling Sin City, and I think I was Googling, like, characters or character study or something like that because it helps me to to prepare myself for the stream, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's that's the thing that pops up when you, when you look for something like that. And okay... Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised about yeah. that. It's just Google, right? <laughs> they have their own gender. Yeah. And so it's so yeah, that's I believe also shows me or you a bit about um yeah, about the whole red smoke thing or what we are trying to uh yeah. Trying to make with all of this. Trying to give this whole thing a little different uh, perspective because actually there aren't many well, there's there's not even a single review. Same with Constantine. I was like those kind of movies that they, they kind of got forgotten over time. I wasn't finding any good review on the internet. I was, uh, or on YouTube in general, you know. Uh, I wasn't finding any good review, which I was kind of like surprised. But on the other hand, but then I myself did forget about this movie, you know. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yes. So I guess most people had the same experience. But yeah. I cannot pinpoint why that is. Because it's such a great movie. I just don't know why I forgot about it. Well, it's. I wouldn't be. I don't want to like blame myself. I, I I did a few stupid things on the stream <laughs> in the last weeks already, but I'd say it's probably not the movie that is on on Netflix, you know. But if it is, I'm gonna research now. Because then I'm gonna be. Uh, I should probably research before I say anything. But, <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I know it's on Amazon Prime. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I check it out if it's it's like on Netflix. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Oh. All right. Um, oh, you, you mean that's the reason? It could be. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that uh, movies like this are not exactly promoted nowadays, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay, some, okay, you know, sometimes sometimes Netflix Netflix pops out like this. There's old movies where, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's like a thing, you know? But I don't think they would, like, promote anything like Sincere or anything like that, you know? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many reasons, and especially because articles like this won't mm-hmm. exist, uh, <laughs> there's obviously reason. Obviously, the reason that why they wouldn't. I'm gonna look forward to something. I don't know if it's like still a rumor because I was like uh, I was googling it, and uh, when, it, when it goes to Sin City news, there's actually this uh, there's this rumor that either it's gonna be a third movie or Sin City is gonna get a it's gonna get a whole series. Uh, and again, it's going to be with Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller. Uh, 
and I'm gonna be really interested how. <laughs> so, yeah, but... I'm not gonna say well how this will hold up now <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was gonna say in these times, ooh, I don't know. Of yeah. This... Uh, works out that way or Every, it's going to be a woke thing it was interesting actually when you said you were watching the second movie and I would say it's also like not woke if, if I can call it like that and for a movie that came out in I believe 2014 I hope I, yeah 2014 that's okay 2014 I wouldn't say that the world was okay back in the days but, but it still was kind of you know um, in, I think I think I can totally explain why that is with the second movie. Yeah, and, go, man. Yeah, the reason is because if you re- remember the the Ava character, uh, yeah. that beautiful girl, which is naked mostly in the movie, um, she is depicted as this as uh, this goddess, right? And it's virtually mm-hmm. exactly what they say in the movie. And pretty much what I've noticed throughout the whole movie, the all the female characters are portrayed as some sort of goddesses you should do something for, and all the guys pretty much forget their own um, sort of agenda to help these ladies. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this is a Vogue movie, but it actually isn't because the movie is actually telling you that through what these guys then go through and pretty much die or lose a lot of shit, mm-hmm. this is telling you that this is exactly not how you should operate with women. And that, for example, the Ava character is actually a big trap. That's like and... this honeypot thing, I think you can call it. Yes, exactly. Yes, but I think this sort of tricked the reviewers or the kind of woke guys into thinking, all right, they actually have a, a nice viewpoint on women this time, even though mm-hmm. they're naked, but they are goddesses, right? But actually, it's exactly the opposite in the movie, which is quite funny. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't want to say, but it's yeah, ironic. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yes. But yeah, um, yeah, I'd say like like just to just to quickly sum it up because we are out of time already. Uh, definitely not as good as the as the first movie, and I think a Sin City three would be something like Matrix four. I don't think they can. I don't think they can make it as good as the as the first movie, and I think it's pretty unnecessary. But I'm very interested in how it looks like. Yeah, I would 100 <clears> percent <throat> agree with what you just said. Um, even though Matrix four, for example, will be if it ever comes out, absolutely bullshit. I will probably still watch it just to know what the fuck's happening. Well, that's but... because you hate transgender people, man. That's oh, yeah, right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> because, uh, what's it, transphobe? Is that a thing? I don't know. Oh, it is okay. now. It is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, also, I do agree. The second movie of Sin City, uh, it was, wasn't as good as the first one. It wasn't bad, but I didn't get the same vibes I got from the first one. My opinion yeah. is... They sort of went a bit too far with it. It mm-hmm. was a bit too too much on the I don't know <laughs> intensity to to quote this guy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the first one just had more style because it wasn't too crazy on the like the effects and the details with that. The thing is, it's, if you if you if you had one. if you had seen Sin City: A Dame to Kill for the second part, if that has been the first Sin City movie you've seen, would you want to watch another one? Probably not, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, same here. Because, yeah, I came out of the second movie thinking, yeah, it was, was cool, but I'm probably not going to watch it ever again. Mm-hmm. And the first one I definitely definitely watched multiple times. So, yeah, I guess that's the difference. Yeah, so same here. It's like, a, I think it's the unavoidable but also unnecessary sequel. 
yeah. Also, didn't yes. like what they did with the characters, to be honest. Like, especially with Marv's character. It's a, it's yeah. a, uh, but first and foremost, with Dwight's character. You know, Dwight is being played by Josh Brolin, which uh, I cannot believe that this is the same guy who was played by <laughs> by by Clive Owen, who was his absolute yes. badass type. That's that's a little bit. That's a bit where I would disagree, and I would say it's actually a little bit vogue. Like, why did they have to kind of castrate him? Why did they have to make him so weak? You know. Yeah, this was the thing that struck me the most, actually. Now that you mentioned it in mm. the second movie, uh, he was like really simping hard for this Ava character, and she's this. You know, it's the succubus kind of girl sure. which uses her traits to get from women uh, from men what they want and they actually mentioned this in the movie so this is what sort of gave it away what the meaning actually is that this is a woman you should be careful of as mm-hmm. a man but the clive owen guy being so i yes, cannot i cannot so picture him uh, doing that you know not the yes, one exactly. I'm, i met from the first movie i cannot picture him no no it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit his character at all. Absolutely. I was thinking the same. And it's funny that uh, that he actually cast another actor for this because, for me, it was a completely different character. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was actually I was I was watching it multiple times, and the first one, first time, I didn't even realize that this was supposed to be like Clive Owen's yeah. character because I was so confused with the whole storylines thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until this, uh, until um, Gail called him Dwight, I didn't actually realize. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Guy. So you told me Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin is playing him. I was completely confused by who the guy, who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely, um, I think Red Smoke can recommend um, both movies. I actually like from, from Sin City Two. I would say jo- uh, Joseph Gordon Lewitt's story arc is actually the oh, best, yeah. and it's not really a story arc. It's just like it's just cool to watch the, I think the whole poker poker scene yes. and uh, the gambling scene. It's just uh, it's just so cool to watch. I wish we had a little bit more of him. Yeah, that was actually quite cool. I agree with that. Um, it was, again, a very short story. Mm-hmm. Just a, such a side story. But it was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Or interesting to watch here. Um, yeah. yeah it's was... bad we're out of time. But it yeah. was... Yeah. The first movie I just liked much more. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say something. And I think I'm not going to say it. I was just about to say that, yeah, Red Smoke approves these two movies. But... And I'm like, no, watch them yourself and <laughs> watch them yourself and approve them yourself. You know, it's like exactly. It's like I don't want to be uh, this this uh, authority who says, yeah, this is something that Red Smoke approves. This is something you can watch. You can watch like I don't know Twilight, for example, and uh, yeah, uh, it's you can you can say for yourself this movie is bullshit or or not. I don't know, maybe. Um, so yeah, watch it yourself. Uh, I would recommend two movies. Personally, recommend two movies, and I think Alex. Uh, agrees yeah. with me here um, yes but uh, one thing i just want to add definitely sure if you watch the second movie definitely look at how these guys operate with women this is i think the key mm-hmm. and because this is the i think there is actually a lot of information in there about the whole simping thing and what to be careful of with women mm-hmm. and they even say it very directly but it's sometimes it might sometimes it might slip through, it's almost so. it's almost too much on the nose it's so interesting that she's yeah. like that uh Ava Green, Eve Green, it's it's like this this femme fatale character, you know, it's, it's yeah. so, so almost like cliche, but but it's not, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is she actually said once after I don't know the exact scene, but she said this is this has been the last time I was 
being laid on my back or something like that. Yeah, yeah. To get what she wanted. So she actually tells you exactly what she's doing. She's using sex to from men to get what she wants. And yeah. the guy also tells that she knows how to manipul manipulate men. Hmm. So it was a bit too much on the nose. This is what I didn't like. It would be much better if she, as women do, would have been subtle about it and not directly said what she does. Because I'm a grown man. I understand what she's doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would have liked this much more than I guess. If it would be a bit more subtle. Nevertheless, uh, brilliantly played, I gotta say, by, oh, yeah. by Eve Green. It's, it's such a yeah, perfect casting, I would say. Again, uh, uh, goes for two uh, for both movies. Excellent Absolutely. casting for for all those characters. I cannot I cannot name anyone who's like <laughs> like acting bad in any way. Very very good uh, very good casting yeah, there. Totally agree with that. Okay, so yeah, um, I'd say it says we are already out of time. Yeah. Already like seven minutes overboard, but anyways, uh, it's Sin City, everybody. So yeah, definitely recommended from from me and Alex personally. Uh, yeah, next week's gonna be interesting. I'm not gonna say anything, but we still haven't we still haven't I think decided on what we're gonna tackle first. But but yeah, we have a great pool of interesting movies. So the the, tra the trash weeks are coming. Yes, we're gonna tease gonna you more on Twitter in the next days. <laughs> It's gonna be interesting. This was the this was the last good movie in a long time. I, can tell. I think we're I think we're also running out of good movies. To be honest, <laughs> I'm I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about topics for Red Swan. It's like oh no, we already talked about that movie. So oh, shit, <laughs> running out of good movies. But uh, yeah, the next the next weeks are gonna be hard for you. Trust me, and it's gonna, I think it's gonna be harder for us as well because we are gonna watch the shit that you shouldn't probably. Yes, uh, I God, think it's gonna, gonna be, be tough. That's oh, gonna be funny, man. If you don't torture yourself, you don't. Uh, you're not. Are you even trying? Um, it's Red Smoke, everybody. Uh, see you next week again.